Hey, Feral Audio consumer, did you know Feral Audio's got a new survey? Hey, I am a Feral Audio consumer, even though you're not talking about that, and I didn't know that. I am talking about that. Man, we're on a mission to get to know our listeners a little better, and that means you. So basically, these surveys, they kind of help us get information about what you like, right? I guess so. Your participation in these surveys it, uh, makes a difference for everyone making podcasts at Feral. It's a super easy way to support the shows you love. Um, so we appreciate you helping out. I mean, I'll say I don't, I, I, but that's just me. I don't like the idea of, uh, I mean, I, I, I don't mind the idea of a survey. Right. Please feel free to let someone at Farrell know that you wish I lost weight. I, you can seriously in advance go fuck yourself. Not, I don't think these are the survey questions. Okay. No, no I, I imagine it's more like, who are you? Like, like what if we find out that there's like, you know, a bunch of asexual listeners, you know, and right. that, and that the, they in particular don't have, uh, uh, they don't feel feel like they have a their point of view represented like the great thing about podcasting networks is like it's very low overhead to create a podcast so this survey is a great first step to to, to help us build a better feral audio that that includes like if representation is your jam or it just like your interests you know are you, right uh, are you into football would you never for instance ever buy a football app if it was advertised to you, is that not helpful to you? Right, right. We can we can tailor make connections between audiences and, right. and, and, and the advertising. This survey is going to exactly help out those kinds of issues because we don't know you don't like football. Um, you can find the survey at feralaudio.com slash survey. That's feralaudio.com slash survey. You're helping yourselves. The Feral Audio, the Feral Audio survey. You'll float too. <laughs> today's episode is brought to you by last rampage the new true crime film starring robert patrick heather graham and bruce davison and we had the pleasure of speaking to someone involved with the movie hi my name is heather graham and i'm playing dorothy tyson in the movie the last rampage Last Rampage is a true story about uh, Gary Tyson and how his sons broke him out of prison, and uh, it's a very dark story, and Gary Tyson is not a good guy. I play his wife, and I'm super loyal and devoted to him, even though he's pretty much the worst person in the world. One thing I think is interesting about the movie is a lot of these movies, they tell a story about like, oh, this rebellious guy who was this cool gunslinger and, you know, he did it all these wrong things, but he did it for the right reason. And I think this story sort of turns that story on its head because it's got, at first you think he's a cool guy, but then you're like, no, this guy is just like a selfish, self-centered, narcissistic jerk. I like stories about real people. I think sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Like, I mean, some of the stuff that happens, you just go, I can't believe this is real, but it's real. And then if you do more research, it's even stranger than the stuff they put in the script. It's just like, sometimes real life is stranger than fiction. Don't miss Last Rampage, the true story of the prison break of Gary Tyson. In theaters and available on iTunes and all on-demand platforms today. For more information, visit TrueCrimeLive.com or follow the movie on Twitter at LastRampageFilm or on Facebook.com slash LastRampageFilm.
everybody. Welcome to Meltdown Comics in Hollywood, California, the Nerd Melt Theater. Harmontown is now in session. Welcome to the stage, the mayor of Harmontown, Dan Harmon. Thank you. Welcome, welcome back. So we were in Austin. Uh, I, have, I have a little, I have a little cold. Nothing contagious. It's just, uh, it's you know, everyone that has a cold is an, is an expert at that. <laughs> Definitely not going to get you sick. I'm just, uh, if you're wondering why I sound a little more like Willie Nelson or David Duchovny, um, <laughs> now you know why. I'm looking at my phone. I'm looking at what the shit we got to get through because we got all kinds of friends coming to talk to us. We got to do the Southwest South, uh, so- Southwest South, <sighs> the South by Southwest breakdown with our, our friend Kumail, who we didn't get to see out there, but but uh, I want to bring him out as soon as possible and uh, just kind of download with him about about Austin. Kumail's photo was everywhere. Yeah, you, uh, on the on the back of the pedicabs, little bicycle rickshaw thingies, uh, you you could not move a muscle without seeing Kamel's gorgeous little face everywhere. Because he's in this HBO thing, they were they're promoting the hell out of it Holy down there. Smoke. So it was it was Orwellian. Did like the community ever get at that? the exact place where you're taking off your shoes and having your ass searched by the TSA? Kumail Nanjiani's yeah. head, it's like staring over you and Ca- casting a wry glance yeah. at you as you. Yeah. Uh, but before before we get there, we'll, we'll you know we don't want to torture him by talking about that while he's in the wings but uh i just wanted to you know uh here's our pop pop culture minute pop culture minute well there's some things everyone is talking about but they're not of any actual import but everybody's talking about them because we live in a hive mind all right uh the, 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 this hive mind thing and its 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 its, its relationship with uh, with our individual lives and also the things that actually are important uh, kind of intersect with this concept today. This this news that, that I woke to this morning on Twitter that Fred Phelps, the uh, the West Baptist Church uh, fellow, who is just famous for its "God hates fags" slogan. Um, uh, that he's on his deathbed. The reason we get that news is because his son said something on Facebook. In the same Facebook message, his son his son threw out the idea that uh, Fred Phelps had been excommunicated from the uh, West uh, Baptist Church for Westboro Baptist Church for for a year or more. I started doing like a little Nancy Drew googling because I, I was like, "What do you mean he was excommunicated?" So, like, like, and I, I once, I, you know, I should care about more important things. I should be googling how to give Africa clean water. Um, and figuring it out, but uh, instead, I spent a good forty minutes today going like, "Well, what? Do you, what? When did Fred Phelps get excommunicated? What does that mean?" Uh, 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 so, 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 like, uh, it's really interesting to me. I, I, there's a lot of straight gay advocates uh, on Twitter today, and I'm not taking anything away from them. I'm not going to high road people who are high roading people. Uh, like, 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 it's a, this is a great chance for everybody to spike a football on the grave of, 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 a, of an absolutely unrepentant homophobe. Somebody who, who was the lightning rod for everything that we 
we say is the, the reason why we, we need to be progressive. Like the whole idea, you know, it's like, like, like this. But, but, and, then you, and then you start peeling back the layers and you go, well, why was this guy famous? I, start, I started reading blogs by, uh, you know, advocates and, uh, you know, gay bloggers. Um, uh, I, I, I thought that would be funnier than it was. But, uh, <laughs> um, like this, 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 this sort of like spirit rose through the, uh, through the through the lard uh, that was like okay, let's do what this guy didn't do. Let's not pick at his funeral. Let's not let's not let, let's look at this guy for what he was. He was a crazy old man. He had a congregation of about eleven, <laughs> and I think the reason why he was famous is because we all have this sort of impulse in our minds to protect ourselves and each other. And it's it, like uh, it, it. And where has he been? Since this excommunication, this is the point where I'll invite anybody who knows more about this than I do. I just want to dump what I know on the table so that you're not coming up for no reason. But uh, was he excommunicated possibly because uh, he found out he was dying and, like most people, wanted to just say before he went out, sorry, I fucked up. I, I did that because... I was angry, and I and, and I and no matter how many times I tell you you're not going to live forever, I realized right at the end that this is no joke. Wait, and you're saying that his church might have ex excommunicated him because he repented about not being homophobic? These are the weird things: is that his son, who's long since out of the church, like all of his sons, I believe. Um, Facebook, this Facebook entry said, "Well, my dad is on his deathbed, and he's been excommunicated for a year." And in the body of that Facebook entry, uh, comments on the idea that the family won't let anyone talk to this guy. That, that, that they won't let anyone who's also excommunicated talk to him. This, that, that, that's what like, like made me go, what's going on here? The idea being that... This is all just gossip and garbage. This get, isn't news. To this get is excommunicated just... would be to, to not be as homophobic as you're supposed to be? Like, like to, 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 <laughs> to, to come I, back on that stance? This is, this is the... This is the that's what I'm asking. Like the, the guy, the, the God hates fags. Colonel Sanders uh, is sick and dying, and was apparently excommunicated uh, a, a while ago, and no one can talk to him, uh, including people who have also been excommunicated, which he is. That's what, and I kept trying to untangle that, and I spent 40 minutes, and then I gave up. So, does anybody in the audience? Is anybody in the audience able to untangle any of that? Am I okay? Everyone, I see. I see three heads shaking. So, so that's good. That means I. I so, so I just, now we now we imbue we imbue it with our mythology, which I believe is probably the, like the uplifting part of that is there somewhere there's an old man dying because in a properly functioning church you get excommunicated for saying the things that he said. Your, your theory is that he might have been excommunicated because he stopped towing the party line and stopped. Like stopped being a, 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 a. Here's my here's my theory. It's not based on science at all. I don't care uh, because I'm a fan of story and character and mythology. And I don't. This isn't news. This is gossip. This guy. This guy was only ever famous. God. God bless everyone who made him famous because he he. he this this whole thing furthered, in my opinion, you know, 
it's, it's, a, it's a catalyst that fires up gay rights advocacy when you look at somebody standing outside a, a, a Navy funeral with a sign that says God hates fags. It's like that's, that was the whole point of this. It was iconography. Like this person didn't have tanks outside of Poland. This person was, had, a, had a couple of fucking rednecks hanging out with him in his living room, and that was his congregation. But, but, but uh, the, the, the interesting story about this is he dies as he lies on his deathbed is, is there is he is he dying in isolation is he is he actually does he actually want to say to somebody that he's sorry which is the actual only you know is, is he being denied that like 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 that that's that's what's crazy to me that's what's uh, fascinating we have to find out i hate mysteries well we'll find out you know so we have that two days from we now. have that and the malaysian plane looming over <laughs> our heads right now malaysian plane segment <laughs> Play the Malaysian pink. Oh, there's a plane that was flying and it disappeared and nobody knows where it went. It's the new balloon boy. It's a Malaysian plane. But it's more tragic. Because real human lives are happening. Uh, Do you remember the balloon boy? Yeah. Just... But here's the part of the Balloon Boy thing that I didn't remember and never knew about. I was busy, you know, I was making TV history somewhere uh, when, the, when Balloon Boy was happening. I was floating over the, the, the treetops of uh, Fox having a pitch meeting. Um, the, 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 there is a... So, 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 so Balloon Boy, like, oh, he's, there's a boy in the balloon and the balloon is, is floating all around. And uh, I saw you shake your head at the audience, and I saw them. Uh, I, I know you guys are all against me. <laughs> balloon boy was, uh, you know, we were watching the balloon. You're the balloon boy. You're you're the balloon boy. <laughs> the uh, the there, there's a, there's a, a Rick and Morty writer pulled this up on the uh, YouTube's and uh, showed us. It's like, do you guys remember when this happened? That on CNN or something? I think it was CNN. Uh, uh, the, the moment when it when it broke that the balloon boy thing was a hoax, the, a deliberate hoax, not a hoax on the part of the kid, but an engineered hoax on the part of the dad. I didn't remember any of this. I didn't care about the balloon boy. I was just, you know, you're, you're busy during certain public events. He was like, never in the balloon, right? He was never in the balloon. Oh, okay. And then and then the dad was like, so so. But there's a news clip. Does it, does everyone does everyone seen the? Yeah. 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 Where but with the with the fart. <laughs> okay, most of you, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I, I didn't know anything about this. That Wait, there's a, I, I don't know about Kumail's that. Kumail's shaking his head, so that, that's good enough for me. There's uh, there. <laughs> or are, are you shaking your head going, why are you trucking out the balloon boy? <laughs> no, I don't know what the fart Okay, 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 good. That's what I thought, that's what I thought. Okay, wait, later wait, on tonight, Kumail Nanjiani will be our guest. I'm, 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 I have another reason to be upset. You, you now have a better Kumail impression than I do. <laughs> That was spur of the moment. That was pretty good. I don't. God damn you, it! You, you, you walk a fucking tightrope, you do a Kumail impression because Kumail's career has become a monument to not fucking selling out, not trading on the things that make him you know, different from the people that are watching. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I don't, I'm not articulating that well enough. But he, I remember early on him coming out. Every conversation I had with him, talking about like, oh yeah, I go for this audition. I won't go for that one. And here's the meticulous reason why. And it's fucking, you know, the fact that it pays off if you're smart and actually further. Anyway, I'm embarrassing him. But uh, the the uh, so 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 the last thing you want to do is reward all of that by going like, oh, I'm Kumail. Oh, look 
it mean? <laughs> but, but, but that is what will... That, that will be the end result of everything. Yeah, because if he becomes Woody Allen, then what happens? Woody Allen. You know, like you celebrate someone's... Was that Kamala or Woody Allen? <laughs> All right, all right. So, 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 listen, just Google this. Find it somehow. Well, no, the, the, they're, on, they're on a couch, right? They're, 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 they're all on a couch. They're yeah. all on a couch in a row, and the, and the and the dad is like, uh, "Hey, why didn't you?" Uh, the CNN wants to know why didn't you come out when you were hiding? And the kid goes like, "Hi, you told us that it was for the show." Uh, and the dad goes, oh. and then there's this. <laughs> <laughs> And, and, and you can spend three hours watching it debating whether it's the kid or the dad that's farting. <laughs> it's really, really great. That's, I just think there was a lot going on in the world and also a lot going on during that CNN satellite interview. So that, like, it just kind of slipped by us. It wasn't like the fart heard around the world. It really needs... We need to there, go back. Were there charges filed or pressed? Or did, did they do any... Was, did someone go to jail or get fined? For that, like for wasting our time, is that, a, is that one of those things where there's no? Uh, yes, committed? actually, they had to pay restitution. I look, I think I looked it up on Wikipedia. I think they had to give a little bit of restitution. No, wait, did they? Resti- I don't know. Resti- like- restitution. No, I, I think I'm mixing something else up because I think I think I think CNN. You know, you know. I just high fived Kumail. You know what? Probably, you know what I picture happening in the parking lot of that whole event is the government coming up to a a circus of news cameramen and producers and going like. Anybody want to press charges? And they're like, no, we're good. <laughs> we, we did it. Like, like, what is the, you know, we got yeah. everything out of this we would have gotten if a baby had been in a balloon. That's what's for sale. Buy Snickers. Good night. Uh, how does a, how do, I mean, look, this is, it's a stupid question to ask. What, how does a plane disappear in a world full of surveillance, a big ass plane full of human beings? How do they not fucking know? I don't know. Let Rob Delaney talk about that. What was your What was your conspiracy theory er, earlier? Well, oh, uh, what my theory? Okay, come on. No, but th- that that was over drinks. Like, like, is it? I don't know. Is it, is it politically incorrect right now to be, be making bits about uh, the people? These people are gone, dead. Like yeah. these are human beings. I, it's not. It's in poor taste, right, to do bits. Like, like I, I wouldn't call it a bit about the the, the tragedy of, of these people dying. We're, we're just. I don't know. Maybe I was just. I was no. Yeah. Yeah. No. But my bit is specifically hint. Never mind. It was a sci-fi conceit. That's all. Everyone's thinking about it. It's a. Uh, you, you were saying. You, you, you were saying that as a, as, as a person, as a, as a fetishist of storytelling. Over drinks, we were saying this. But as a fetishist of, of story and and, uh, and story structure and character, that you can't help but but project onto this. Uh, like so a guy in goggles coming in the cockpit and going, "Listen, you have to." You have to take this plane down. There's a guy in E3 that's going to give birth to Hitler. <laughs> New Hitler. <laughs> Nosedive now. And that the whole, there was a, you know. Yeah. It's not funny. I, I People just, died. <laughs> well, shame on you. Because originally it wasn't, it wasn't New Hitler. It was, it was the guy who was going to give birth to space AIDS. <laughs> I changed. I, 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 like, like, I haven't even typed a word of this yet. I, like, all right. So uh, I want to thank. I want to thank Greg and Charles for buying me a drink at the drawing room. They came here from San Jose. Everybody comes out. And, there's always a pilgrimage uh, that comes out here. Hey, Greg, are you here? Yeah. All right. Hey, Greg. How you doing? Good. <laughs> Greg and Charles drove five hours from San Jose. Uh, I'm sure. So who else drove further? Who drove further? 
What? San Francisco. Was that San Francisco? Yep. Sacramento. Sacramento. You guys, but now, now we get into what you drove here for, and those guys drove here for uh, how it's made. Anybody here from, from Malaysian Flight 441? <laughs> <laughs> it's not, to me, it's not funny. To Jeff, it is. I want that on record for TMZ. That's, that's, that's a different flight number. <laughs> is it right? Did I get it right? Three, uh, yeah, I see, I, the, the 370, that's, that's not funny. Flight, 40, Flight 441 landed safely in Beijing hours ago. <laughs> All right. Th- thank you, Greg and Charles, for buying me a drink uh, at the uh, drawing room before the show. Uh, everybody that drove here tonight, th- uh, sorry, but $10. What the fuck do you want? Uh, how about that Fred Phelps? Uh, th- so uh, uh, let's, let's, uh, let's, 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 let's do the, uh, our next segment, our regular annual segment, South by Southwest Breakdown with Camille Nagiani. Hello, hello. Yeah. Um, how's it going, guys? It's going good. Sorry. Well, I mean, we're so accustomed to you. The first thing you say is, can I just say this? Oh, no. <laughs> can I just say, this is me. I'm Camille. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> hey, everybody. Um, no, uh, I don't. I, I bet that's not what Fred Phelps' thing is, unfortunately. I'm sure he's just, his brain is gone. And so they Why would they excommunicate him? Why wouldn't they deify him and put him under a glass? Because he's probably crazy and shitting his pants or something. But that's not, that's no, the, the, why would they excommunicate him? That's such a specific. That's a specific, that's You know like, what? This may all be based on some weird, this one thing that his one kid said on Facebook, and now it, it's been added to his Wikipedia. And, oh, yeah. Because we don't actually know. I mean, yeah. I keep Googling. Fred Phelps, excommunication, yeah. and there's nothing, the only thing that's there is this continual reference to the fact that his kids said that. Yeah. I will say, I've never been sexually attracted to a guy, but I will make out with a dude at his funeral. Like, <laughs> I, I thought you were totally going to say, I would that. fuck Fred Phelps. I would, if he's up for it. I mean, I'll take that hit for everybody. What if he comes out before he dies? I mean, that would be if, pretty amazing. What if I mean, that was it? That'd be so good. Well, would, yeah. it be, would, it, would it be the biggest shock in the world, or would it be like the third, fourth, eighth biggest shock in yeah. the history of... The, 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 I, with my brief Googling, he was a, he was a lawyer and he was a, a civil rights activist. I mean, like this guy... He was? He was a Democrat. He was a civil rights activist? Something happened to this guy. Something happens to everyone who decides that in addition to letting gay people just be alienated by virtue of being gay, that you actually have to go after them. Something has to happen to you to pick on uh, gay people. At funerals of like soldiers who've died, like that's such a long connection to make because the connection is that wars are God's way of punishing homosexuality and our sins. So the mm-hmm. people who go to war are... Is that, what's the logic? Does anyone know what the logic is? Because he's not protesting funerals of gay people. He's, he's protesting I soldiers some, who've died in wars. Some holdover... Yeah, it wasn't gay, gay soldiers, right? It wasn't gay soldiers. It's something like a war happens because gays. So... If we go to, and it's, it's, it's weirdly, I think, like supporting the dead soldiers, like, hey, if we didn't have gays, your son would still be alive. Oh. Like, it's some weird logic like that. Like I it's, didn't know that. So, I, always, I always assumed yeah, it was. Right. That's right, right? I mean, it's wrong, but it's right. 
somebody it's back, so wrong, it's right. Somebody back there feels pretty strong that that's right. Yeah. <laughs> feels right. Feels right. <laughs> what a long, what a pitch meeting where he's like, listen, guys, I got an idea. You have to stay with me. Yeah. It's a long way to yes. get there. Go, go long. <laughs> yeah, go long. Hold up both hands. Good luck. I went, down, got, a, I went down a rabbit hole today. Because the fr- first thing that happens is the Twitter jokes. Wait, what's happening? I'm, I might be wrong. Okay. I, 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 I have a really strong source. Okay, well, what is it? Why does he... Who else is here? <laughs> Bring him up. What, what is it? It's because soldiers are fighting for this country, and this country is supporting gay people. So oh, okay. Okay, so it's sort of similar. It, she said soldiers are supporting this country, and this country supports gay people, so... Right. You're gay by association. <laughs> <laughs> so it is anti the soldiers that are dying. Yeah, Wow. Fag enablers. Fag enablers? He calls soldiers fag enablers? Yeah. So fag what? enabler is actually the name of my battle bot. And, uh, and, uh, I, I, went, I don't know if you guys remember when I was, I was a contender yeah, in battle bots. well, right? I, didn't, I never enabler. meant it to be pronounced that way. Yes. Yeah, it's fag enabler. Yeah. It was, yeah. Herr Dr. Fag enabler. Yeah. In the UK, they just thought it was a guy who sold cigarettes to minors. I, 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 I went down a brief rabbit hole. I think the internet is such a beautiful pudding of, of hatred and toxicity and juvenile, juvenility and, 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 and outrage and reflex. And, and then these beautiful clouds and streaks of, of, of oh, my God, we're, we're all, we're all going to be fine. Uh, just like went down the rabbit hole of a lot of, a lot of wonderful like uh, blog essays from – Gay people who, who for, you know, whose straight friends are, you know, absolutely justifiably taking the opportunity to go, yeah, burn in hell, you fucking fag hater, you know, and, it, and, and, and but who personally just want to take the time to say, you know, just more of the same, I, like like not 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 to cast aspersions, not to I I appreciate the advocacy, I appreciate the support, but. Uh, um, this is just an old senile man who was pushed to the forefront in the media because of because of an agenda that needs to be made conscious of, and uh, and 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 to hate each other for anything is is always the wrong answer. And, but uh, I also understand, like, if you're gay and you're persecuted, and there's a guy who's protesting soldiers' funerals because they're fag enablers. I mean, I can understand someone I, being no, really angry. Everyone, about everyone it. has permission to do it. Yeah. Every, every nobody is nobody is going to punish you for doing it so what do you do in that moment nobody is going to 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 judge you for stabbing this guy in the face uh so here's your knife what is he dying what are you of? gonna do um <laughs> i guess uh take, just, I, I don't know the details huh he, yeah he got space eggs. he got space, space eggs. Eggs. yeah <laughs> I was trying to think of what the joke would be. I'm like, what am I doing? I couldn't think of the joke either. The Sudoku I, I, puzzle on my chest. It's hard. <laughs> I, I was I, like, I, do, do we know how he how he's dying? Is he dead? Is he still, is he hanging on? He's or? super old. I think he's just dying because because the ra- the ravages of time. The ravages of time. Yeah. And space aids. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Enough about this asshole. If we talk about him a second longer than Harold Ramis, I'll fucking kill myself. Uh, uh, I, then the then the world has committed a crime. Yeah. I wasn't here when you guys talked about Harold Ramis. That was, I it, I had this weird thing. We so I I do this podcast called The Indoor Kids with Emily, um, and I started talking about oh thank you, uh, Harold Ramis, and I started crying, and I couldn't stop crying. 
And I figured out it's, it was because, and I'll, I told the story there. Well, we, do we want to talk about Harold Ramis again? Sure. No, tell Yeah. Okay, so this I, happened. I want to see you cry. No, I'm not going <laughs> to cry. Watch me not cry, motherfuckers. Um, already, it's hard. <laughs> no, because obviously I loved Ghostbusters and stuff, but... Um, he's, and ground- he's, he's already crying. <laughs> yes, I'm cried out. Uh, uh, Groundhog Day. I love that movie. And uh, this is sort of a weird story, but stick with it because it's... She's okay now, but when Emily and I first started dating, she got really sick, and it was like this weird, mysterious thing. And we'd been only be dating a few months, and she was in a coma for eight days. It's a crazy, yeah, it's sort of out of nowhere. Um, Did you hit her? Huh? <laughs> While she was in a coma? Then she's not learning her lesson. <laughs> wow, that was a roller coaster of. <laughs> yeah! And that's the story I wanted to tell. <laughs> that's. That's, uh, I hope somebody was recording of, that exchange. Yeah. We're, we're back in Hollywood Squares. Like, <laughs> new comedy golden age. Uh, they want to move me to Center Square because of that exchange. <laughs> They're like, we're getting Bruce Valanche out of there. Um, so she got really sick, and it was crazy. And we'd only been dating a few months, and... Um, Oh, God. Uh, uh, her parents, uh, so her parents and I hung out for a while, and that's when I sort of told my parents that I wasn't going to marry the woman that they found for me, that it was going to be this woman who's in a coma, who's hopefully going to come out, and if she comes out, I'm going to marry her. And if she doesn't, well, then the world ends anyway. So, uh, oh, God. Okay. But uh, when she finally came out, and she was fine, and the first night I got to stay in the hospital with her, and she was up, uh, I was allowed to bring in a laptop. And I was like, what movie do, want, do we want to watch? And she was like, Groundhog Day. And it was so profound because every day I'd been uh, at the hospital all day, every day. So I sort of was living Groundhog Day. Like it was the same day over and over. But I remember watching this movie with Emily, who's up now, and being like, oh, everything's going to be okay. So, uh, you know, you, you sort of connect to people because of the things they've done. And, but, but that was like a very special thing for me. So when he sort of died, that, was, that really like hit me. Not hard, but in a way, I was like, oh, that guy had a profound effect on both our lives in a way that he never really, he, he doesn't know, you know? He has no idea what that means. So. Yeah, it was never really, it wasn't, it wasn't one of the, 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 people, the people whose impact we acknowledge while they're alive, Yeah. Um, I don't know what their deal is, but I know that the really important people are the people who, who unexpectedly, like that blanket is slipped out from underneath us and we suddenly, everything is disrupted. Yeah. And I, and I, I know, I've confessed to this, I know this is all narcissism and all ego, but how yeah. else are you supposed to process someone else's right. death? But I, I, I've, I, I've had, I, yeah, whatever, I'm repeating myself, but I'm walking down a sidewalk in Burbank and I'm just processing this and the way I do every celebrity death and like, what does this mean to me? Why was he important? Blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden I'm just fucking weeping. Yeah. And, and, and and it was definitely because this was a purveyor of, of, of. I mean, like Groundhog Day is. It it should definitely be put in a canister and shot toward other planets because it's the best we can do in a modern civilization of creating a new. Um, uh, f- uh, not, not, not a. I mean, there's creation myths, but then there's the there's the part of mythology that just tells you like, uh, you know, co- uh, uh, um, soothes you, like, like, like reminds you that everything's fucked and that you, uh, you need to be who you are. And it's a it's a story about God holding a man still until he 
he can't stop until he can't squirm anymore. And, 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 and you just watch it happen. And it's what's amazing about that movie is that any, 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 any hokier movie would have easily gotten away with ending the story with him, uh, 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 just becoming a good guy to her and learning her favorite color. And yeah. I've got ice cream on the windowsill. And in that movie, that's, that's where shit really goes bad. Yeah. <laughs> because he's really become an asshole now. Yeah. Because it's one thing to rob a bank and it's one thing to, to eat all the M&Ms you want. But it's another thing to, 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 to fucking fabricate uh, the spark between one human and another and then he leaves that rom-com world and he just takes piano lessons and he just uh, you know catches yeah. the same cat out of the same tree and blah 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 and it's it's at that point that uh, that, that he actually has something with her anyways alright so that scene where he's trying to save the homeless men from dying over and over that's such a great like yeah. moment I mean that, it, that it's a fantastic amazing I mean if aliens attack us and they want to kill us we show them Groundhog Day and give them Nutella, and they'll be like, all right, <laughs> you guys have done good. There should be theologians who study that who ask things like, uh, does he save the homeless guy after a certain point? Uh, yeah. The story would indicate that he learned the lesson that that guy's just going to freeze to death and starve yeah. to death on the sidewalk, and uh, you tried everything there, so you get a piano lesson and just do it. <laughs> I, I, they, they don't dwell on that. It's a, It's a... It's a more uplifting movie than that, but but it, th- those are uh, also like like you could. That's what I'm saying. Like you could launch that movie to Mars, start a start a civilization based on it, and then young, new generation could say, "Well, did he save the homeless guy every time?" And yeah. then you could go, "Well, you know, some people say he did, uh, but other people." So you know what? If you've got a piano lesson, um, you need to learn piano. That's I, that's going to help more people. I want to see a sequel to that movie where it's just him like dazzling people by making ice sculptures, and they're like, "Where did you find the time?" And there's a comic book series where where time unfreezes at different times for him, and so yeah. there's like different Bill Murrays who are like champion ice sculptors. Yeah, or, or, or like, what if it ended too early and he was like halfway good? So he's still trying to impress people. Like that's pretty good, right? Yeah. I mean, I can't do the head right, but he's better than you can do. All right. So how was South by Southwest? Uh, for you. Oh, I had an awesome time. Well, your head was everywhere. Uh, yeah, they really pushed that show. What is uh, it like to be in an airport? With the huge, the faces? The They're exact, up here, too, in At the LA exact moment when I feel the angriest at the government, when I feel the most yeah. put down by mainstream society, yeah. if my head was above the metal detectors... Like that, I don't know. I would my I would explode. You're right. It's Orwellian. It kind of feels like well, it was these guys' idea. I get angry at them. It really does feel like. Did it make you feel like taking your shoes off was? Did it did it, did it mitigate or well, did it make you feel like? Uh, I know I had a moment where I was I was I felt I was in the wrong line. Like I got into the pre-screening line and I wasn't pre-screened and I had this whole thing because you want to be normal. Where's my ID? It's right behind yeah. you, asshole. <laughs> You motherfucker, have you heard of Mike Judge? Okay, well, you should really look into his stuff. It's, uh, we, so all, I was telling you, we were, they were also on cabs and stuff, those pictures, and I, we were all so excited, all five of us, and we were walking down the street, and this cab was parked there, so it's me, Martin Starr, TJ Miller, Zach Woods, and Thomas Middleditch, and all our faces were on this cab. This cab was parked there, 
And we were all walking by, and we were like, hey, can we get a picture in front of this? We just walked up to this guy. I was like, we're going to make this guy's day. Watch this. <laughs> you have a horrible life driving a cab. <laughs> Here's a little bit of goodness for you. <laughs> so we walked up all arrogant, and we were like, hey, can we take a picture in front of this cab? Here's $5. And he said, no, and drove off. <laughs> he left his parking spot to like not take a picture with us. Because he wasn't a fan? I don't know what the deal was. The other thing is they're also in New York and of course this is the month where my parents are in Pakistan. So I'm still going to hear like hey you should really go to med school like for the rest of my life. Yeah. I mean you 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 detect a, a lace of the whole time you're in Austin every time we've been in Austin for whatever festival we've been there it's a city of festivals. That place is is the eternal it's the Austin is your the guy in your circle of friends whose apartment is just wide open and everyone yeah. just hangs out there and yeah. some people have been crashing there for three days and he's not that excited about it yeah I don't go to the other apartments around because that's fucking Texas <laughs> <laughs> this is the cool apartment uh, and uh, and you get to you know you you're marveling at Austin and it's gorgeous there and it's it's it the the it's everything it's, it's, it feels like a city that's just designed to kind of uh, host you and uh, and then you know through the miracle of Twitter and stuff I'm able to see Austin locals going like you know oh, it's alright that you're here but god damn this fucking thing yeah, yeah I would be so angry because it really <laughs> does turn over the city it's it, like, it was my first time there during the festival I've been to Austin like a dozen or more times and uh, it's a bummer to be there because you like my, yeah. my, my thing is I just want to be able to get to a place I want to go eat at or see a show and you can't move around there. It's so yeah. prohibitive. The, the amount that I get pissed at the L.A. Marathon, and yeah. uh, and please God forgive me, the Armenian genocide uh, parade. Like like I was that my, a real parade? That well, happens? I mean, they block traffic a little bit, and then I get all huffed up. You know, I'm like this is saying. the worst thing that's ever happened. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, exactly. what are you guys about again? Right, why can't I cross Hollywood? I have rights! Yeah. Uh, you people should be able to relate to this. <laughs> yeah, think about it. Make the equation, for God's sakes. Get out of my way. Uh, that's what I'm saying. It's like, uh, LA, LA has a couple of things that disrupt it. Uh, but San Francisco and Austin, holy jamoli. Now, yeah. and the thing that I want, I want to be able to do, like, 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 I wish I could, because we're in bad economic times. So for all we know, Austin is like they shouldn't be feeling that yeah. way. They should be thinking, holy shit, we would be Detroit if we didn't have eight hundred. Uh, strangers per square inch flooding our city uh, every week. Uh, but I don't know, and, and, and they don't know, and no one can know. You'd have to create a parallel universe where they didn't they didn't create that kind of... Uh, You'd have to do an It's a Wonderful Life with yeah, Austin. With Austin as the protagonist uh, yeah. standing on a bridge about to jump. The guy, like, I can't stand being the host of all these festivals anymore. But wait! Uh, I never saw the movie. I'm just, <laughs> Have you but not what, seen it? No, I'm, I mean I, you got it. That's the movie. Yeah, I know. I, well, there's these movies like Wizard of Oz and Gone with the Wind. And you ever saw Wizard of Oz? I haven't. I don't think I've seen it all the way through. Like, like. So you don't. You, but you, I have it's piecemeal through every. I know. I could tell you from. Okay, starts in black and white. Uh, she works on a farm. She's bummed out. She's because it's in black and white. Uh, uh, 
she meets every character that you're gonna see as an animal uh, and then a tornado comes she sings a song and a tornado comes she sings a tornado song and the tornado makes makes everything go into color do, do you remember how the tornado song goes somewhere over the tornado <laughs> is that the song is that she sings okay. somewhere over the rainbow like, tornado yeah. song and then she lands she lands on a witch now she's committed a crime before she even knows she does is uh, these little people come up and they say like you killed the witch and then another witch says like follow just uh, yeah, there's no problem you, 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 I know how you can get out of here follow follow the yellow brick road so she follows the yellow brick road she meets not necessarily in this order a scarecrow an iron man and a uh, uh, a lion a lion that would be great if it was Iron Man. <laughs> like, and she meets them all. They get attacked in no necessary order by trees, monkeys, and poppies. And then they uh, they go to the Emerald City. That's the meeting with the goddess. And they get there. And then they Do atone you... with the father, which is the fact that the Wizard of Oz is just a shithead and behind a curtain. <laughs> Toto finds that out. And then they the so, somewhere along the line they make the witch melt with water. Uh, I don't know if she comes into the Emerald City and is like, "Stop it!" Uh, that part doesn't make any sense to me but but uh but then that then in one of the most egregious violations of my personal cinematic narrative rules uh she finds out she could have gone home anytime by clicking her heels uh and so she does and then she wakes up and does she wake up in black and white again yes yeah, yeah. that's kind of a ripoff <laughs> but i guess how are how is do, she gonna do you, do you remember what the uh what iron man and the lion and scarecrow were searching for what yeah 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 the, the, there's the the each are want the cowardly lion wants a heart so he has a song about wanting a heart no no no, no. Man. Let, let, iron let, man wants a heart let, let him talk <laughs> he has an arc reactor he wants a heart <laughs> wait okay Thank you very much. You're right. Okay, so the Tin Man wants a heart. Tin Man, yes. He doesn't have a heart. I associate the heart with courage. What the fuck does the lion want? He has a claws? I just want claws. He literally gets a diploma at the end. Right? It's just courage? Or he gets a badge. Who gets the diploma? Scarecrow. Sloppy. So, like, 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 heart is courage, is bravery, is like, passion. So, lump it together. Make one character out of three represent those. Um, sorry. But, uh, uh, the, uh... Are, are you fixing a movie you haven't seen? There's a reason I won't watch it. It looks I sloppy think, from a distance. That should be a fucking segment every episode. Dad fixes a movie he hasn't seen. We'll go down the AFI 100. Yeah. Exactly. What? What, what, what's the what's the ma- what's the major film that you haven't seen that you're like like that you're embarrassed or that you're unrepentant about not having seen? Uh, well, I mean, Wizard of Oz is a big one. Uh, so is uh, it's a Wonderful Life. It's, a, it's yeah, a, that's it's a huge. Good movie. But that's a, it's it's so forced on you. It took me until my mid twenties to start watching Woody Allen movies. Because oh. because when I was growing up, it was like every stand-up would come out and go, uh, uh, Woody Allen, uh, go, go. and I, I I didn't understand that he was an artist and that he was a, that he was writing things and yeah, the, 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 I didn't I also didn't understand that he was a guy that was like 
he was a nerd that was putting himself in movies. I just thought that God like made action figures <laughs> that were famous, and that this guy I was supposed to think was interesting because he had that glasses and red hair. Like I, I, I didn't. Uh, and then like you have to shake that stuff, and like it's a wonder. Those holiday movies, like they're hard to swallow. It's it's a wonderful life. You have to really cut yourself off from like the weight of it, but it, it, of you know how everyone talks about it. But it's a good. I like that movie. Oh, yeah. It's a very schmaltzy, but. This was before, you know. I've seen big parts color. of it. I think. I mean, I know that. Yeah. So the angel gets his wings when you ring the bell, and the Mister 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 Banks doesn't want the money in the Potter in the whale chair. He finds out that there? if he wasn't around, it's just. Oh it's, yeah. It's, 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 Mr. It's, Potter needs a heart, and <laughs> <laughs> it's it sounds like its second act is a sounds like a kind of. Like kind of long, like like okay, we I get love it. This segment. How, how do you know how long the second? It sounds, sounds like it's kind of long because it's because I've never heard like like throughout throughout forty one years of living in a world that keeps referencing that movie. What I've never heard in anyone and reference any structural flagstones that that, <laughs> that 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 make a complete story. What it's it sounds like this guy is going to kill himself and then an angel comes up and says, "Don't kill." yourself why shouldn't I Uh, I'll I'll tell you why because if you did things would be worse and he's like I don't believe you which is it's just like one third the Christmas carol you know or a Christmas carol Uh, and he takes him and he goes and shows him and goes like look at look at this and he's like oh my god I can't believe I'm dead and people noticed except when we watch it now Potterville is fucking awesome like, 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 like the Potterville is like, like the, everyone's just too, like jitterbugging and like there's good music and it seems yeah. like oh, you'd rather hang out in You did ruin everything. Yeah. But I, I like the part and I, it's been a long time since I've seen it. I don't know the movie very well. I've only seen it a couple times over a long amount of years. People are gasping by the way. He, like his house is all windy and the house that he bought uh, that he got with his wife and they had a family and the house is shitty and it's, it's drafty and it's falling apart and he's going broke and he there's a run on the bank and, and the little um, what do you call it, a little ball a little knoll thing or knob thing that comes off the, at the end of the uh, stairwell and he starts yelling and his, and his daughter is sick and when does he take a knob off the stairwell yeah, it, just, it, it just comes off it, it comes off when they first move in the house and it's charming it's the straw the house, the house is a fixer upper like, like, we, like, like this is the symbol of that we have growing to do right. then it never changes the house just keeps being shitty and it's getting shittier and now his daughter on Christmas Eve or whatever has a cough and she's sick because it's so fucking cold in the house. Oh, Jesus. And he starts... And, and so while... like while, while The angel's proving to how bad life is, uh, would be, he's just getting angry at his family. I never forget if he goes back at this point. I don't know, but at one point, he just starts yelling at his family and he becomes like a... Like, he's like, like fuck it, I didn't fucking ask for this shit. I don't fucking want to do this. I never wanted this. I, like, I always wanted something else. You guys made me do this shit. Like, like fuck you, fuck at me, like, fuck everybody. And and it's the, the symbol of that little piece of furniture breaking. And he raises his voice at his at his little sick daughter, Zazu or whatever her name is, uh, Zazu was it, Zuzu. And like that moment is like shit gets really dark, and he just implodes. And that's when it starts to become not Frank Capra; it becomes really punk rock and dark. And uh, and then Capra puts this beautiful little bow on it at the end, which is like like 
It's good stuff. Also, it's, it's, good it's an America that never existed. You know, it's a it's, it's a fake sure. America. But it's, oh, wasn't there something about a pharmacist that hit a kid so much he was deaf or something? They hit him. He, uh, he can't hear to one ear because he clapped. Oh him. yeah, he that's tried, right. He tried to save him from uh, from putting like he was senile or drunk or whatever, and he was going to poison an old oh, lady. Oh yeah, and so he smashes him over the ear, and he can't hear. He has a, he has a bad ear because of isn't that. there also a part where they like propose and there's like a fake moon out the window that they put up? Do you remember that? Is that right? Right. They propose. Yeah. I remember. Is that where you, do you want the moon, Mary? So you me? guys, as 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 experts in this movie, <laughs> we're, we've all experienced the same amount of cinema. That's my point. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, th- that movie moved me and touched me. Prove it. No, I've got. <laughs> prove it with a rap. Uh, uh, all right. No. Uh, By the way, speaking of, can I say I told you this? Uh, that Dean Pelton rap is one of the. <laughs> Funniest thing yeah, that I've yeah. ever seen in my entire life. I watched it, I swear, at least 30 times. It's so funny. It's so good. The first time I watched it, I didn't even laugh. I just didn't breathe for a while. It's so great. Uh, yeah, yeah. He's, Somebody he, online t- uh, uh, tempoed it and put it uh, under a beat, and it's amazing. Aaron played it for me, uh, and... Uh, I mean, uh, it, 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 like 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 uh, Don Diego wrote the uh, and I wrote the lyrics uh, uh, overnight one night. Don kinda. Diego, you have a Spanish gentleman working for you. <laughs> is, that, <laughs> is that just like your imaginary friend who does who does rewrites with you? Hello, Dan. I'm not alone. Don Diego is here. Yeah. Don, Don Diego. Wait, does were, you, wait, were, like... you, were you asleep at your writing office at night and a, and a figure emerged in the balcony? <laughs> <laughs> he definitely. We always yeah. tease him about that. Yeah, yeah. it's his, just his, Dan his with a rose in his ear. But he kind of he kind of spat out a bunch of stuff, and uh, in the original thing that he that he threw out, that it, it included the whole ending, which is just, that I didn't want to change. It was like Barack Obama is scared of me, <laughs> and I was Barack like, well, okay, Obama we're gonna keep that. Scared of me. <laughs> but then we sat and it kind of nitpicked. I, 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 and then when I heard it set to the beat, it was like, oh, that's a good, that's a good rap. I, 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 I yeah, I, uh, well, yeah, it's a funny joke. It's great. I love, uh, I love, I, I, I love it as much as. Everybody. I just love how quickly it goes south. He gets two lines out, and then it's like, what the fuck is going Because he wants to do a freestyle rap. I love that character so much because he's like a children's book character. Like, he, he, like, when he, to me, that's like the other high point of him is when he, like, when he comes in and he's half man, half woman because he wants to say, like, like, and, he, it was like and then he has this breakdown and goes, like, what am I doing? And, and it's like, like, like I've got to fucking, like, cool it. And he runs out, and then he comes back at the end of the episode and goes, you know what? I, 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 I thought about it, and I had lunch with people who, who are interested in what, what, what makes me tick and I had the best day of my life like he, he's like the pokey little puppy like he, he, he he's so simultaneously like he represents like we 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 equate complexity with the opposite of innocence too much uh, 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 we, 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 we think that innocence means purity and it doesn't. You could be you could be the most complicated, uh, uh, most sexual, most most labyrinthine person in the world, and you could still be innocent. Uh, uh, you don't have to be a cotton ball that just has no substance to it. I think like, oh, that's that's that stuff that won't hurt you. That's what innocence means. No, innocence means you, there, there's no there's no there's nothing that can hurt you here. This person wouldn't hurt you. 
He has a river that runs <laughs> leagues deep underneath him, but he's innocent. Uh, and so he stumbles into these situations. Where he's like, I'm going to do a freestyle rap because you're, you're late. With, I'm, I'm going to, I, you know, I can't pay you this week. So I'm going to do what yeah. the, I'm going to do this freestyle rap where you don't, you, you don't know what you're going to say next. And he starts rapping and he stumbles into the, the spirit of the street overtakes him and he becomes a vessel for black anger and, and, and disenfranchised youth and, and, and like, has to run out of the room dressed as a peanut bar. <laughs> <laughs> it really is the best show ever on TV. I mean, uh, it's something else. Well, at least that at least that moment anyway. So yeah, no, we we all feel the same way in the writers' room. We uh, yeah, we like that. <laughs> uh, Jim, and Jim Rash needs needs whatever. Like we, 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 he he. I mean, like fifty takes of that because I kept being like, well, yeah, but the camera needs to be on you enough time. That is he doing that rap even when it's not his coverage? Was he like giving it his own? He's doing, he's doing, yeah, yeah, he is. But like also the point of the rap is that it like escalates and escalates and escalates until he's like screaming. And so he's doing different takes from different angles. And I just kept, there are two moments when I've almost killed a man on that, on that set. Uh, well, that was, that's one. And the other one is when Leonard, the Richard Urban, the guy who plays Leonard, uh, his first episode in season one, uh, he was in a pool and he's treading water. You go through central casting and you order people like, like, like so much, like off a menu. You go, I need an old guy that can swim. <laughs> and you get Richard Erdman, who was in Gunsmoke and had his own show and was on Sid Caesar. And, and you go to his IMDb page so, sometime afterward and realize I've been physically abusing television history. <laughs> But in the meantime, I got an old guy that can swim, and he's he's swimming, and I get, like his first, he's just supposed to be treading water in a pool. And Jeff Winger said something, and then he goes like, uh, like what, what? Well, he says busted, but what was it? The uh, Jeff goes like, I, we're all crazy, not me. And then Jeff says, shut up, shut up, Leonard. And, and this is like this random character, shut up, Leonard. I saw your art art project, whatever. And he goes like, busted. Uh, and, and then he swims away. We're shooting coverage of Leonard, and he—he's just an old guy that can swim, and we're just making him swim forever. And I'm just like, he just—he's—he's he's not saying busted right. It's just like, like another take, another take. And I—I—I I, I, I went to the bathroom early on before I came back, and like we did like 50 more takes, and then—and then eventually, like Joe Russo, the director, said like he's gonna drown, and and I think he got it while you were in the bathroom, like on take one, and and. and and I think that he's, you've been drowning an old man. For no reason. For no reason the entire time. I think you're like an Egyptian pharaoh in a Mel Gibson movie about just the end of civilization. But you know, once he drowns, nobody fucks up a take after that. You know? <laughs> I look at the rest of the pool and I go, you see that? Yeah, say busted right. You see what craft gets you? Um, you follow direction. Um, and so it turned out absolutely he nailed it on the first take and the rest of the 50 takes he was just inhaling too much water to get his uh, line right because he's an old man who can swim so uh, yeah that's how I met uh, Leonard is almost killing him 
And that's how the second time I saw him, like, because we brought him back, and I was like, so the, and I was like, Jeff like, and this uh, time you're bungee jumping for this thing. They're supposed to, they're supposed to just walk by him, and he's supposed to go like, uh, like uh, Professor Slater says a zinger to Jeff, and then it's supposed to just land on Leonard going, ooh. And, uh, and he's just, he's just there and he, like, they keep going past him and he keeps going, ho, 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 or, ha, or, yeah, everything but who. And I, I go up to him and he doesn't know who I am. Like, I just, I just go, hey, uh, Richard, I am, uh, could, 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 let us next take, just, 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 just go like, who. And, and he goes, he just looked at me and just like like fuck you, you know. I I got from all of that like fuck you. I didn't know at the time still that he was Sid Caesar and yeah. all that. I just I just I just what I got was fuck you, and I was did, like, did he Jesus know that you were the guy that nearly drowned him the time of? I think I think he might have known that, but not that I created the show. I think I think, I think he was just so like, that's this guy the worst, murders me. That's the worst fraction of information to know yeah. about. Yeah. <laughs> I know that face from one place, which is my death. Uh, I don't know, but but then uh, yeah. Anyways, who cares? Great scene. Yeah, peanut peanut bar wrap. Uh, th- th- thanks. This is the place where you laugh at the peanut bar wrap. <laughs> Watch Community on Thursdays on NBC. Then tune in to Dan Harmon's podcast to laugh at the peanut bar wrap. <laughs> Behind the scenes of the peanut bar wrap. <laughs> All right, that so really uh, um, I think that I think that I, I didn't talk to him about it. I got out of my car as he dropped me off at my house the last time I saw him on Friday, and I said, "See you Sunday." And he said, "I think he said yes." And I literally haven't talked to him since. Was he in the green room? He's here. Who is he? I have no idea who you're talking about. Is Spencer back? Yeah, he's here. Spencer! Spencer! That's a new catchphrase. Yeah. <laughs> I hope that was ironic enough. <laughs> I wasn't even thinking about the fact that since we last saw you, you were on Community, and uh, like, yeah, yeah, it was. Has there still? I asked you this already, but I haven't seen you in a couple of days. Has there been any negative? I'm very. I'm, I, I. This is what I keep bracing myself for. Like, I don't want you to be. Abraded and flapped. You're unflappable. I don't want you to be flapped by being on the show. Yeah. Oh, uh, in the East Coast viewing, uh, there was some some people talking shit about me, but uh, it was cool because they they were right. And uh, <laughs> no, they weren't. They just had shitty weather. <laughs> they 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 did. No, they were lame. They were being lame. What was their beef? I don't know. They they called me Beardy McGee. That's that's accurate and flattering. I don't know. I wouldn't say so. You, you, no. just, you, don't, you don't like the Irish connotation in that? Or what? <laughs> he is wearing green. Yeah, I'm very strongly anti-Irish. I don't know. My that's, voice no, sounds that's good. You're so anti-Irish, you're wearing green the night before St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, because I've, that's why I'm anti-Irish. Because I was always attacked in school for not fucking wearing green because apparently it's okay to touch other people without their permission. 
you get you get pinched or punched? Or yeah, what? just constantly. And half the time I'd be wearing green. And it's like, where do you get off? Apparently, I'm touching other people without their permission. <laughs> Maybe that was their way of getting a little piece of you with, uh, like, kind of surreptitiously. Like, like I, I, I want to touch him. This is the only angle I have. I bet there were like 50 people last week being like, oh, I pinched that guy. They probably were. Yeah, no, I was actually. Wait, you get, you get, you, there's a tradition about getting pinched if you don't. Wear yeah, if green. you don't wear green. Yeah. Yeah. Green on. Were you St. not? Cons- oh my god, I'm so envious. Yeah, like, no, I was I, seriously just tortured in school. It's my, horrible. My, my angle was always that I have green eyes, and and and, and if that didn't work, I said I'm wearing green un- green underwear, and I play on their homophobia. I would wear green underwear like half the time, not on purpose. I just a- always had it green does, underwear. It does, it's white when you put it on. <laughs> you should go to the doctor. <laughs> uh, we should. We should. We should. We should. We should we should just hang out. <laughs> Spencer, are you excited about all the the stuff from the the episode? Yeah. Like... So there's, there's there's too much to talk to you about. You you're you're in this in this TV show. Who cares? Uh, so someone call you Beardy McGee. So then we went it's to true. Austin. We we premiered this movie that it, 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 if it's not accurate to call you the star of the movie, it's certainly accurate to call you the. The hero of the movie. Uh, sure. So, what? What? Anything change from that? Any dents in your Spencerness? No, I don't know. It was weird seeing that movie. I had such a short beard back then. It was really. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No one called you Beardy McGee. No, no, certainly not. Beardy O'Rourke, at least. <laughs> Just O'Rourke. But I, no, it was. It was really good seeing me on the movie. It was really. I was a lot more comfortable <laughs> seeing myself in the movie than on TV. I don't know. Seeing myself on TV, I was like, no, this is wrong. Everything about this is Was it that you were playing terrible. someone else rather than being yourself? Was uh, that the... Probably had something to do with it, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. It's I mean, just weird, you guys. None of us belong on TV. TV is a crazy place for crazy people. <laughs> like, we, 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 the, the, those, those people are, are crazy. But, but I wrote a character for you that's like, oh, this guy's crazy. He should feel out of place. should feel fine so that you were protected. Yeah, uh, I felt protected by that role, definitely. But, I, the, but, I can't the, but the movie, on the heels of the movie, did anybody, did, I don't know, nothing, nothing's, nothing's really changed. For me, everything's changed because, I don't know how much of this you knew, but I, for the entire time that movie, like there was a certain point where I was just living in grief. I was just multitasking a specific amount of my brain and my stomach for fucking grief because I was seeing cuts of the movie and I was like, I, 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 my, my life goes up and down. Goes to, I, I, I make a rape joke. I don't make a rape joke. I make a Rick and Morty. I don't make a Rick and Morty. I, I'm constantly obsessed with how people think about me, but I don't want to ever be dishonest. I'm a narcissist, but I'm honest about that. Blibbity, bluebity, blue. I, I made this movie. I'm in it and I'm watching cuts of it. And, and I'm like, there were dark, dark, dark days. And I don't know how much of that you were experiencing. If you were ever wondering, what the fuck is this cloud? <laughs> is this ever going to come over? Were you ever wondering, how am I going to be portrayed in this movie? Because you never saw anything of it. I I just tried not to think about it. I mean, I, it wasn't about me. Like, it was about you and who you are. So I wasn't worried that I'd, you know, be a weird part of it or some part of it that I wouldn't expect 
I thought that what I was in was pretty, pretty good. And I came off as a really good guy, but I didn't expect to be in it. I probably didn't even expect to be in it as much as I was. So I wasn't really worried about it. It had to be about you at a certain point. It was Aaron's idea really to, I, I remember at the pit of my despair going, I'm going to fucking kill myself. Like I, this movie is the nail in my self-destructive coffin. I finally figured out a way to make everyone hate me because I don't change. There's nothing redeemable about me, et cetera, et cetera. And I was like venting all this to Aaron and Aaron said, just tell Neil because I don't have any control over the editorial content, but she was like, just tell Neil who's struggling for a story in this movie. Just tell him to make it about Spencer. Tell tell him that the story is Spencer and leave you alone. <laughs> like like let you be let you be the asshole that you are or the non asshole that you are. Let you just be Dan Harmon uh, in the background as, as the bedrock of the whole thing. And let anybody that goes through anything be the young guy that everybody likes that is undeniably going on a little journey. And that was the to me that was the turning point of this thing. Not making me almost kill myself because I did call. Neil and give him Aaron's note and, and and the next cut I saw was like holy shit this is gonna work I'm gonna get away with this <laughs> and, and and so so we, we we premiered it at South by Southwest and it it it, it pe- people like it and the reviews are good and stuff I I'm, I'm, I'm I know. yeah I wish I'd seen it I read the reviews they're really good I didn't want to read too much because I don't really have a sense of what the movie is like but you guys liked how it turned out yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's almost like the equivalent. It's like it's this weird. Like it's like you go into a dark bar and just like like uh, it. It's not. I, I I yeah. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. It's uh It's 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 got details. I don't know if there are all the details that everybody wants for or needs at any given time. But for, I for me, like we like Spencer is like kind of the emergent hero in it. But for me, the movie is is a, it's a, it's ostensibly about Dan and. Why the, the the eternal question? Why are we doing this? Why are we going out on tour? Why are we making this movie? The guy gets fired from his show, so he goes on the road. And uh, they kept asking me in interviews, like, wh- "Why are we doing this?" Like, I don't know why we're doing this. We're, I, I I just think it's going to be fun. And then Spencer kind of goes through an actual journey. But for me, the movie is about you guys. It's about the uh, the fans that come to the show because there's um, everybody is an individual but it, it comes together as this kind of awesome organism of, of people and that there's this straight to camera interviews with uh, with the Armenians and I've seen three cuts of it and I cry every time it's like it's not like like boohoo but like it's just like some really beautiful kind of human moments in there like uh, I think it's more about the people that come than about anybody up on the stage yeah they call that the money shot <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, it's it's the I was doing a pun, uh, a cum, cum joke. Uh, the 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 capillaries in your cheeks dilate when uh, fans uh, are looking into the camera. Talk about and, real for a while. <laughs> uh, let's 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 get Aaron McGathy Make out here. It was joke. awesome. <laughs> Hello. Did you like the movie, Arn? I did like the movie. Um, I'm going to steal a line from a review. It's a movie about finding your people. Uh, and so I think for that reason, it's, it's, uh, it's great. It does the, what it sets out to do. <laughs> it does. I look, I look like a real bummer in it, but it's great. <laughs> <laughs> but that's not really true. 
no, you, no, you, no. You just don't look like the genius and 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 muse and like, <laughs> per, like like person that's funnier than me and person I, that the documentary should be about, like which is the exactly truth. True. Well, um, I, I thank you for your flattery. When you when you focus the camera on me, my girlfriend becomes a person pushing a shopping cart, and at, and at various points, I take a shit on her to be funny, and uh, <laughs> so it's not an accurate portrayal of our relationship, but it is an accurate portrayal of what an asshole well, boyfriend I, I am. I'm going to take what you're saying all the way to the bank and tell you guys that they cut out me uh, figuring out almost the way to cure cancer. And, uh, <laughs> almost? I, at one point, almost? At one point, there were all these people in a soup line, and I, I stood in front of them, and I started delivering this like comedic speech, and they all, they all suddenly were full... They went and got jobs. <laughs> yeah. There's hundreds and hundreds of hours of, I mean, it's 600 hours of footage. There's a point, there, I, I saw cuts where all of a sudden you're just following Jeff, like, around the city, and he's alone, and he suddenly explains why he always, every time the bus stops, breaks off and goes to be by himself and reads a book, uh, and, uh, and then he starts talking about his mother, and, uh, you know, that's all gone. Like, Jeff's just a guy in a suit in the movie. Jeff, I, I wanted to tell you this last week. I, I took a trip by myself to Palm Springs. And I, I really was trying to channel you when I was walking out in the city. I, I took with me a book and I went to a Mexican restaurant and I'm like, I'm just like, Jeff Davis is just going to read this book. I got salsa all over my book. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me a bit because I've seen you around salsa. We were in San Francisco a couple years ago. and uh, I've seen you around salsa is a great name for this episode. <laughs> We called Aaron the Salsa Monster because there was a salsa bar in the Mission at this burrito place, and we were all dead. We were just drinking all day long. It was the, fi- the last day of our trip. We extended our stay another day, and we all went to. We all got drunk and high and went to this burrito place. And there was a, a salsa bar. It was not you know those little small plastic ramekins they give you to put salsa. In? This one had like kind of like like quarter pound like tubs like. Like big ones, like you could like like you get olives at like in like at Gelson or something like that. And that, uh, you kept going to the bar and getting more salsa. That was upsetting children. Like that's uh, not an exaggeration. Children that were near the she bar. She kept going or... back. I got to get more salsa because she was out of salsa. The reason why you were out of salsa is because none of it was in your mouth or on the food. It was on the floor, in your lap, on the, my shoe, on the table. I was like, everyone was like. Maybe you maybe you don't actually like salsa. <laughs> the the end of my Palm Springs Jeff Davis trip was that like I got salsa all over my book, and I had had two margaritas, and I I, I went back to my car and I took a two hour nap in my car on the street in Palm Springs. That's by exactly my, how and I And it was it. like a vision quest where I was going to find myself, and I found myself uh, drunk in a car. <laughs> so what were you hoping that would would happen if you if you successfully channeled me that like. The big grand. Yeah, well, that's a good question. What what what, what does happen to Jeff in those moments uh, between you know, emotional dimensions? Emotional armor. Do you go and rejoin the adjustment bureau and just, <laughs> you, 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 you have friends between dimensions? Or you, uh, really quick about that. I'm gonna go read Moby Dick over over a shot of Fernet Branca down at the street uh, down the street. Okay, Jeff. Jeez, who's that guy? I think he's kidding. Uh, once upon a time, and he goes through a portal, and there's just other guys in suits that are yeah. pretending to read Moby Dick. Uh. Yeah, <laughs> sounds like Wings of Desire. Have you seen that movie? Yeah, exactly. it's a fucking great movie. I love that movie. You just Dan, Dan stuff. I, what, what's your feelings about Wings of Desire? I don't, I don't. I don't even know what that is. It was remade into an American movie starring Nicolas Cage called City of Angels. Yeah. And it's these angels who like just oh, sort of Meg go Ryan around. And 
Yeah, that's what the movie is. But there's a great scene where they're like a guy like uh, so these angels just sort of go around the city unseen, Berlin, and like sort of yeah. And, and Peter Falk, spoiler, is that bad to say it with Peter Falk? Isn't this? It? it is a spoiler. Yeah, yeah, like Peter Falk is and it plays himself, and it's it's his. Oh awesome, yeah, he plays it's, himself. Uh, it, what's his name? It's uh, Bruno Ganz. No, no, the, the, the director, the German director. Uh, Vim Vendors. Vim Vendors. It's a, it's, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful, wonderful movie. It's an amazing movie. Uh, yeah, but my, my favorite thing on the tour, like the director Neil kept saying, like Jeff, like we need a shot of you, like I want to know what you do when you go away because we would hit town and towns that were cool, like New York or I mean, I mean most of the towns we went to are big cities and cool places to go, and I just kind of like to go on my own, grab a book and just kind of bone out, look on Yelp and find a like piece of pizza or something like that or a nice something to eat. I just spent a moment like alone doing that, and he kept trying to follow me around. I just get these calls from Neil Berkeley. It's like, Jeff, where are you right now? I said, I'm in a subway in New York, going to the city, like from Brooklyn. Can I send cameras? I'm like, no, because we won't be able to shoot where I want to go. Like, you you won't be able to clear cameras at the place I'm going to. So in Chicago, we finally did. He's like, he's like, Jeff, we need to find out. I need to. I'm just out of curiosity. What do you do when you go off into the night on your own? And uh, so I said. I'm going to go to this place or that place if you can clear a camera there. Then. What were the places? Um, uh, butt nuts. Uh, <laughs> with a Z. And the butt nuts? And the manhole. <laughs> I used to live by the manhole. Uh, did you really? <laughs> yeah. Well, that's my second favorite uh, name of a gay bar. My favorite one is the White Swallow. White Swallow, baby. The White, white Swallow. Swallow is great. San Francisco's White Swallow. Uh, Jackhammer was there, too. I liked the Jackhammer. I did a show at Jackhammer once, and uh, the entire time, porn was playing behind it. It seems like the goal of naming these places is if you're a straight guy wandering in, yeah. uh, you they want you to get two drinks in before you realize... Manhole! What it is. <laughs> Fuck! I, so many clues! <laughs> It was right under my nose. Oh, shit, it's right under my nose. Yeah. Uh, Which services the guys that are also like, I didn't know, yeah. but let's hang out here because we were already here. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if it's still here in LA, but it used to be in Silver Lake. and they, It might be a chain, I don't know, but there was one in Silver Lake. I think it's gone now called Rough Trade. That, see, that, that's, that, that's not bearing the lead That sounds like a jean store. Yeah, other shop. Or, or, or a saloon and, and, uh, and gun smoke. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, here's the, the, the proprietor of Rough Trade, Mitch Hurwitz! Oh, wow. Because his bar is gay. Well, I went into Rough Trade, sucked a million dicks. Went into Rough Trade, there were zero chicks. I went into Rough <laughs> All right. Oh, well, the, the wait, what a what a life. Oh, Camille just got bounced. Okay. No, Camille's retrieving another microphone. Whoa, oh, okay. Mic the, the line at the White Swallow tonight. Has anyone been down there? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm sorry I'm late. What I missed? Catch me up uh, really quickly. Uh, South by Southwest went great. Okay. And, uh, do you want uh, Can they replay it? You want to just replay the? Yeah, yeah. The... Can we do playback for Mitch? Honestly, he's an important guy. Yeah, did it go great? I, you, you, you want to hear my notes? Because I, t- I, I take a couple notes every every show. I have, uh, I'll, I'll fill you in. Uh, 316.14, post South by Southwest. Dr. Fred Phelps is dying, question mark. Balloon oh, Boy. Oh, that sounds like a winner. <laughs> and that, uh, <laughs> Balloon Boy, fag enabler, Don Diego. <laughs> 
This needs to be a new segment. You know? <laughs> and, and Spencer the show is, so far. Spencer is Beardy McGee. And, 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 all right. Those are all the notes I've taken so far. So, if you ever Fag see me like, oh, done, yeah. Diego, putting in your eye. If, if you ever see me taking a note, I'm writing down. I, I, Aaron, you're gonna have a garage sale for your charity thing, right? Yeah. Speaking so, so uh, Jeff. My charity, thank you. Uh, it's not my charity. It's A26LA, which is a great charity. Uh, you may have noticed that during uh, Dungeons & Dragons, Jeff is always taking notes in different notebooks. Uh, this Sunday, from 11 a.m. to 6 a.m., here in the space, we're having a garage sale, which will mostly be uh, dance stuff and stuff from all of us sitting around this room. I don't know. I, obviously, it's not going to be floating. Um, <laughs> and, uh, it will be following the laws of physics. <laughs> it will. So uh, you won't be creeped out. Uh, there's also going to be a little bake sale. But at, uh, for, you, for you guys who can't, for you listeners who can't, I don't know why I'm so nervous explaining this. My face is like red hot. Because inner city children will die if you do. <laughs> That's the thing. Is that we don't raise a certain amount of money. Uh, Mitch Hurwitz's kids are going to die. They're not going to die, but they're not going to feel good. They're going to feel. They're going to be very, very sickly. Uh, from a step up from what they are now. There we go. From, Which is dead. No, they're extremely sickly. Okay. <laughs> Uh, get so, better. so it'll be all sorts of garage sale things. Mitch keeps his kids from... in an igloo cooler at home. <laughs> he turns the temperature up as each item is sold. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Which preserves their life. Right? Yeah. yeah. Uh, they call me the smooth face dad. Which I think is, is that from True Detective? I don't know. I didn't smooth know the reference. Smooth face? I don't no, know the reference. I that's a spaghetti face. Spaghetti face. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah, opposite uh, of I smooth face. Of the right can we, I, I, I kind of hope that we can do another, because uh, I, I just finished, but we'll get, we'll get back there. And I, I, I watched all of, I watched all of and really liked True Detective. Right? Yeah. That's it. Uh, but, well, I think that's what they've been but, waiting but, uh, to hear over at maybe, HBO. Maybe we could do another little, uh, another uh, Pakistani hay and. Uh, <laughs> Pakistani hay. I was so, Pakistani. So really, Pak. Oh, uh, uh, were you who... confused about which one of us was no, Pakistani hay? All right, sorry, Aaron. Go uh, ahead. It's okay. Uh, for those of you who can't come from uh, 3 p.m. to 6 p.m. Uh, Pacific time, uh, through a cool website called Kogo. Uh, it's kogo.tv. We'll be streaming a KO? C O G O. We'll be streaming a QVC style show with Dan and guest co hosts selling things via that. And it's not going to be an auction. It'll be like, here's uh, Dan's, Dan's book. Because I found a few extra copies of You'll Be Perfect When You're Dead. <laughs> Uh, only, a, only a few, but Dan will be uh, hawking those via, via the QVC thing. And another thing that we'll be selling will be Jeff's notes for D and D, and then also where I write down and... such words as stub notes, <laughs> <laughs> and that might be the whole entry for that show. Yeah. And all the money goes to eight two six LA. Every is... every cent goes to eight two six LA. And it's it's like a kids education thing, right? They're I don't like know tutor... what it is. Um... <laughs> <laughs> They're trying to make Pretty space cool. aids. <laughs> no, it's great. It's an organization that supports supports kids learning how to write. So it's very appropriate yeah. for this show. It, it doesn't. It doesn't. I, I don't know enough about it, but it sounds like the thing that I've I've always thought in my head needs to. 
that, that I would the charity that I would be interested in, which it's, is the um, idea that kids kids need to. It okay. started by um, I forget his name, heartbreaking worker, stagger David Eggers. David it's his yeah. it's, it's his it's charity, him. and yeah. T- t- so this t- is you know I've got stop writing kids. Well, that's just that's just it's a different message, but we can still team up. Yeah, it seems so anti what you guys are trying to do though. I just read in Defamer that we're doing a a secret project together, and I think that should be. Yeah, that, stop writing kids. Let's let's, let's so, stop start writing kids together. <laughs> so your charity is just like telling kids like, really, this is what you want to do. Yeah, it is. It's where's the story structure flagstones? Yeah, and it's about how <laughs> the the spec script is really dead. And, you know, <laughs> you're not going to get a job. It's just from showing it. kids and show yeah. you show them like uh, 16 millimeter films of like <laughs> of writers dying alone. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Having so it'll be, it'll be worth coming by. Also, original art by uh, Jeff and Dan and myself. I don't know, Jeff, if you remember, but when we f- were first hanging out, we got drunk and painted some things. We'll be selling those. All right. Sounds great. Um, also, <laughs> also, uh, wait, 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 wait. I, w- I was drunk? <laughs> <laughs> I'll double check with Spencer, but also old character sheets and uh, lots of lots of stuff. So there could be, come by. There could be Spencer stuff for sale. Uh, anybody else got anything to talk yeah, about? Yeah, I wouldn't mind talking about stamps.com. You know, it's such a pain in the neck <laughs> when you have to bring the mail. You have and to go I to the- found this crazy great site. How does it work? <laughs> Wait, you have to go to the post office? Because no, I'm sick of doing that. The, look, all the post offices are turning into steakhouses, right? <laughs> right? Who's with me? This guy knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> How am I going to weigh my postage? <laughs> well, that's the thing. They come to your house. I don't know. <laughs> I fast forward yeah. to the first 10 minutes of Mark Maron's podcast, yeah. so I don't know the specifics of it. Yeah. Kevin Pollack does stamps.com, too. Yeah. Uh, uh, I remember I had to know. sit through stuff a lot of stamps.com. Yeah. You know, know what this podcast doesn't do? It doesn't do advertisement. This, but money, this podcast that, makes zero money. We used, we used to do Nike ads charity. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We're definitely we open to it. I yeah. just don't want any of these stamps.com assholes coming around. Let's, we want like I want like Mountain Dew Kickstarter yeah. or some shit. I want, I want Toyota. I want no. fucking like You know what it should be? You know what it should be? Here's the angle. Uh, in South by Southwest, I learned a lot about marketing because people would drive you around in cars that were like Chevy just sponsoring like free rides and you get in their car and they're kind of required to kind of give you a pitch about their car. And I was sat in a car with these gals that are Mountain Dew uh, like uh, marketing people. Um, Spencer, you're a big Mountain Dew guy. Yeah, I'm wearing a Mountain Dew shirt right now. <laughs> oh, just, see, no shit. See, like, like Spencer should do a Mountain Dew piece every like once in a while. I, I think, think it just did. His beard looks like think... an upside down mountain. It's true. <laughs> like a, a reflection in Mountain Dew of a mountain. That's what your beard looks like. It tastes right. like that too. Spencer, I mean, just, <laughs> let's, let's just do. I mean, not to put you in the spot, but you're an improviser. You're you're a dungeon master extraordinaire and extreme. I think you know, and Mountain Dew is, is, is an extreme drink. Oh yeah. Uh, could, could we uh, could we maybe hear uh, a, a Mountain Dew spot? Just kind of riff one for us right now. <laughs> Should it be like a weird D and D? Yeah, 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 yeah. Crumble climbing out of the pits of Skaldor. Your thirst it needs quenching. As you rise to the top, there's a vicious ogre. The kind of ogre that doesn't just take prison. 
traditional hydration to defeat, but the electrolyte caffeine infused fusion of Mountain Dew Code Red. Code Red invite. I don't know. Yes. Yes. I would say. I would say if we could go back, the ogre's name should be Thirst, right? Oh, or, fuck. I mean, hey, like, whoa, whoa, if we're going to write this thing. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Yeah, it'll be Citizen Kane, I'm but in tr- the meantime. I'm trying to make money. I want to make money. May I, may I request that Spencer does a, uh, a, an ad for the Sunday's charity garage sale? Well, I was going to say, but first you might want to do an, like an anti-Mountain Dew ad, you know what I mean? So that they, so that they don't just feel like they got so free the, publicity. So they, so they can know, they what, know. what will unleash. Yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah! It's valuable. Give Mountain Dew a, right. a taste of what they'll yeah. get if they you know, don't sponsor. We'll be happy to drop one of the Mountain Dew ads if you guys want to play ball. Yeah, yeah. this is what it looks like if you're on our side. Yeah. This is what it looks like if you're not. Let them know that you, you, you can yeah. bring the sunshine. You can also bring the rain. <laughs> All right. Bring right. the rain. Bring the rain, Spencer. Yeah. Maybe an upbeat piece. I don't even know what an anti-Mountain Dew commercial is. <laughs> Climbing up the pits of Skaldor. You need to slake your thirst, but with something that's not going to shrink your testicles. Where else can you turn but Sierra Mist? <laughs> nice. All right. Great. Now you're covered. All right. Uh, you hear us, Mountain Dew? I'm sure you've been warned. I'm and now, sorry, and now to potentially bring the room down, can we hear an ad for 826 LA's uh, Harmontown security sale? <laughs> All right, yes, yes. Give us an ominous D&D advertisement for Climbing out of the pits of extra money you have lying around, you enter a lair full of knickknacks thrown aside by people more famous than yourself. <laughs> but can you truly clasp, crap, grasp some of their glory and fame just by owning some of their trinkets and items? Yes, yes. <laughs> Give me your money. <laughs> All right. Good. And if you could do an anti one of those too, that way we're <laughs> just to balance it out. Yeah. You gotta. You got. You gotta... Um, now, just just to kind of even things out, as we as we've been doing with you, Spencer, uh, Mitch, I want you to do um, uh, an ad. For uh, stamps.com, but as as Robin Williams. <laughs> I really don't know how this idea that I do Robin Williams started. <laughs> oh, you want to lick something? <laughs> but it only costs 15 cents. It's a pretty nasty prostitute. <laughs> I say, Poe and Brimstone. <laughs> stamps.com. <laughs> All right, all right, okay. Boy, we're on a roll. God damn it, this is, this is bigger than a cavalcade of stars. Cavalcade of ads. I mean, it, it seems almost incongruous to go into it, but Spencer, uh, shall we dispense some uh, character sheets and maybe play some D&D for the good people? Yeah, well, yeah we haven't discussed this. You're back, so does you being back mean that you, you want to play a little chapter of D&D? Yeah, sure. Okay, all right. I don't know what anything means. We played some at the Harmontown one. We were in South by Southwest, Dave. Well, yeah, we did. That was but yeah, but that was that like, was, fucking that was for the locals. Yeah, <laughs> they don't know what's happening. They just right. assume the same Harmontown. Do you feel always, re- Do you feel re- refreshed from your hiatus? From uh, yeah, I mean, I've never I've never DM'd a game that many sessions without taking a break before. So it, it was starting to show. Oh no, I know. 
No, I'm kidding. I don't. It all. It all seems well, you're exactly the same. Right. right. I'll be the first. Which to is admit. worse? It's cool. It's cool, Mitch. I respect your opinion as a professional. So. Uh, I'll hand out the sheets and. Uh... I don't get why that was a joke. <laughs> well, it's it's funny. I don't know. Sometimes some things don't have to be jokes to be funny. Believe me, I've, <laughs> my house payments are dependent on it. <laughs> what? Well, I, I just thought Dan was going to go into a monologue about, oh. about <laughs> paying, no, house, no. paying house payments with bad jokes. It just seems like it's about Mountain Dew now. <laughs> Tricking people into thinking you have insight. You, your mansion gets bigger and bigger. You invested in a cartoon studio, which will be your undoing. All right. That's Quark. That's a, well, I, yeah. I, well, yeah. Starburns. In Burbank. Oh, in Burbank. Yeah. Is Starburns doing well now? Rick and Morty's got to be bringing in some money. Right? Yeah. Here's Krista Berg's character sheet. Okay. Yeah. No, we're doing well. We're doing fine. What, 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 is Mitch still playing the the, the Avenger or what's, what's, what's? Yeah, I guess I guess Mitch should should reprise his role as my Falcon. Yeah, I'll, I'll, that's great because then I just kind of hang out and just kind of carve good. on your shoulder. Yeah, soar over me, yeah. cast a shadow on me, just let me Earth. look up to you. It works on so many levels. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. So, right. are we good to go? Are we poised? Sure. Spencer, I'm, I'm going to go. Um, I'm going to go David Bowie labyrinth uh, hallucination theme on you. I think it's just ch- ch- shake it up a bit. All right. All right. <laughs> Last time on Harmontown, after being released from skeleton bondage and finding the Marsh Minotaur, our heroes began to plot their escape. Together with the Minotaur's aid, the gang trekked back to the hole from which they fell, and using his teleportation cape, Sharpie quickly found himself topside. The rest of the adventurers weren't so lucky, and and found they had to climb up Meredith the Minotaur's crazy, ridiculous ladder. As they ascended, they were beset by their greatest fears, Pumas, long-term relationships, and not having the appropriate crafts. Mulrain fell from the ladder in terror, but eventually the gang faced their fears and climbed to freedom. And then they all gathered around a fire while Sharpie sang an old dwarven spiritual. But what would they do now in the harsh, unforgiving, frozen wastelands of the north? And what of their skull curses? Let's find out this time, hopefully, on an all-new episode of Stuff Thing Happened in Harmontown. With a soundtrack that's getting a little Cagney and Lacey right there at the end. Just got a little, you know what I mean? That, that Cagney and Lacey part kicked in right at the right time, too. Yeah. Spencer has an innate sense of that kind of stuff. I want to make a bit how, about how I want Spencer to be at my bedside recapping my yeah. blackout drugs, but oh. I know I probably made that bit uh, well, during some blackout drunk at some point. And, you know, he's been doing it for like three years. Yeah. <laughs> you really you know don't remember that. that. You do not remember that. <laughs> Every night. Uh, so Spencer, skull curses? I don't know. I think I called them skull curses the last time I did an intro. But, uh, yeah, I remember when you got uh, you were you were on, under court and then you were like, you got you to gotta kill the Marsh Minotaur. 
And then you're like, what if we don't? And then they're like, you, you gotta, you're gonna fucking die. All right, gotcha. Yeah. All right, so we did it. Kind All of. All right, so are, are, are we with? We're with Mer- Meredith the Minotaur right now. Yeah, and you're you're up. You're you're finally above ground again in the frozen wastelands of the north. You're you're around this campfire. You know, you're digging it. You're kind of enjoying having climbed up this ridiculously tall ladder. She uh, she starts pulling the ladder out of the hole and then is like looking around the ice trying to figure out where you guys are. And we put. Uh, I, I take. I take my compatriots aside. Well, M- M- Marsh Marsh Minotaur. What's her name? Uh, Meredith is Meredith. Yeah. Well, she handles her ladder, and I go. Uh, did, didn't they? I think they put like uh, timers on us, didn't they? Wasn't there some yeah. kind of ticking clock? Like yeah. they know if the Minotaur gets killed yeah. or not. But, but now she's our friend. We can't. Yeah. We can't just kill her, can we? Why no. don't we? Why don't we take her back and be like, hey, she's cool. Maybe that they'll understand, right? Don't you think so? Well, I don't know if you've uh, met Sharpie before, but yeah, he's, he's not good with authority. No, but you're okay with well, Meredith. Be- yeah, I mean, better, better to do that than, than kill. I don't know why she gave us this shitty ladder. It was, a bad, it was a bad ladder, but it got us up out of the hole. It's the best ladder she had. Am I still taking Puma damage, or am I healed up now? No, you haven't healed. You've taken... Uh, what is that? 20, 20 damage and Jesus Puma damage. Is my dick still cut off and in a pit somewhere? Yeah, well, it's in the very pit you just climbed out of. Shit, my dick was down there? <laughs> hey, can I use the ladder real quick? Guys, we're, we really are tight. You know, we're tight on time. Okay. I mean, I did you, Sorry about my... Do you okay. absolutely need it? I yeah. Mean, do, you, do you need yours? Well, you're a falcon. He's a falcon. falcon. Don't... And, you know. I feel like... Okay, how about this? I'm just gonna run down. Can I? I just want my dick back. We're in such Do a hurry. Do I still have it's my so... old one? Your what? I mean, I changed no. sexes. Do I still have my old dick? No. Okay. The extra parts don't. Just I know fall. we're in a hurry, and we're there's in a such timer. a hurry. And but I wonder, maybe somebody will have some power that regenerates dicks. Oh, we'll we you, got him. We'll, we'll move, get man. you a magic dick. Don't worry about it. I don't want a magic dick. I want my dick. I I know how to work magic with it. <laughs> All right, fine. But can we promise once we're done, we'll come back and grab my dick? I, I don't think we can promise that. I well, I mean, we'll, I, I mean, I if only we had, if only we had a being that could fly down and yeah. grab oh, we it. We could send Falcon de- uh, Avenger down after the. Dick. That's so funny because I just went down there and there was this kind of thick but short worm. <laughs> Oh my God! Was it circumcised? <laughs> it was worm. Sorry. Yeah, yes, that's worm. my dick. <laughs> I'm so sorry. What did dude. you do with it? Uh, well, oh, what no. do birds oh, do no. with oh, worms? No. Oh my God! Were you the early bird? <laughs> <laughs> did you get my morning wood? <laughs> the good news is it was fine when I vomited into my children's mouths. <laughs> Avenger, you have children? Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Burying yeah. the lead. Let's focus we, on. I mean, we've just never had a chance to talk about our personal lives. Uh, no, I, and I know. I never. I know. I want to all the time, and I feel like I, uh, Jacob is eleven. <laughs> okay. Did he eat my dick? <laughs> he, the eleven-year-old. He re-ate. He regurged. He, he re-ate. Re-swallowed. Okay. What? Just keep an eye out on their stool. By the way, he wants to write. <laughs> really? Jacob, Jacob wants to write. Well, did you sign he, him wrote up for... a, he wrote a community. He wrote a spec community. <laughs> I didn't think it was very good, but would you mind reading it? Yeah, I, absolutely. No okay, problem. Great. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it like a season four spec. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, it was heavy on Jonathan Banks. What season was that? That's I don't this know. one. Oh, it's this one. Yep. <laughs> okay, so he's he's watching him, I guess. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> all right, so we're leaving the dick. No, the, at this point, really, the dick has been. I, yeah. In game time, I think the dick's been severed so long that it does seem reattachment. Like you're thinking like a modern person, like it, like my Falcon says. It's you have more more chance of growing magically a new dick than you do of like surgically doing anything with that. Yeah. I have a backpack and a sewing kit. But I don't have the dick. No, I know, but I'm just saying. If you guys right. want to go back right, down that magic ladder. No, but he said he. No, it's, it's lousy there's with no, promise. There's no dick. There's no dick. I, I go up to Meredith and I say, Meredith, look, here's the deal. We were, uh, we, there was a contract out on your life, basically, and we, we, we're, we're supposed to kill you, but you, you, you saved our lives, more or less. You got us out of the pit. We're not going to do that. We Good. We're gonna take you back to the uh, to the people, and I mean, is that, is that the way to do this? Well, we also have. What did they do? They cast a spell on us or something? On our souls, yeah. on our very souls. If we if we don't if we don't if you're not dead within a certain period of time, like we we basically die. We're fine with that because I fucking hate authority. Uh, like I would rather die than do anything that these assholes want me to do. But I'm just wondering if you can think of help us think of any solution to this. Um. Hmm. All right. Terrific. Uh, of all the people to be a hero for, Eric, on your souls, yeah, yeah. A, it's like a timer. I don't know, man. You'd have to, you know, deal with something, someone crazy magic to try and knock that off. Are you crazy magic? No, no. But you know somebody? No, no. Yeah, you do. I just know that there's magic that exists, and sounds like you got magic, and other magics can. Meredith's right. Okay, we gotta get these. Bomb, spell bombs diffused from us before the deadline. Aren't you a magician? Can't you, don't you have any spells that can do this? Uh, yeah, I cast Charmed Squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the first to admit, I'm just, uh, you know, I'm kind of new at this. Out. He's open micing. What about the Tarragon? <laughs> Aren't we still dealing with, we have to go to Paradise and find the Tarragon of Virtue to get to lift... Uh, Christa Berg's spell, too? Cause it, it, that sounds right to me. I've got a couple things going on. Yeah, right but now. one of those is just getting lower can, on can the we use, pole. Can I mean, we use we Meredith? We are not going to be able to do all of these. We can't. <laughs> Meredith, do you know where Paradise is? Can we, we use Ladder and get us to Paradise? Uh, well, if we found it, we could probably get up there with the Ladder, yeah. But mm-hmm. I don't know where it is. God damn it. For Christ's it, sake. It floats around. Does it exist? It's, 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 on, an, uh, it's, it's, a, it's on this physical plane? But yes. Above us? Yes. We just have to find it? Yes. Okay, what kind of creatures do business with them? Right. They must have imports and exports. I don't, I don't know people. I guess people probably live there. I don't You've know heard of them. Can we, se- can we send of... Avenger to go fly around and do some recon for us? I mean, I could just check Avenger! Out. Yeah. Go up in the air, fly okay. around until gonna, you bump into a paradise. I'm going to go look for it, and again, I won't be able to pick up okay. your yeah. thing. I don't mean to beat a dead no, dick, no, no, but no, if no, you no. see one. I can't do it. I can't do it, because now they want me to do this thing where I fly around. I'm like, I okay. go. All right, well, go. in your travels, if you happen to see one, just grab we're it. Gonna, I we're going to get you such a nice magic dick, you're, gonna, you're not, you're yeah. not going to miss I don't want a nice magic dick. I just want my dick. We're really in a big hurry. I'll All right. tell you, if you ever do want to save time, you know, there's this thing called stamps.com. <laughs> I just want to really quickly just go for it one more time. Sending, sending letters is getting faster and faster. <laughs> All right, so I, I, I fly up. I fly up. I have no sheet or anything, but I just fly up, and I, I, I'm communicating with, with one of these earthbound creatures. Yeah. Me. Yeah. Your friend. Whoa, what is that? I what? think I saw... 
Well, what the heck is this thing? Is it a dick? Paradise. You're looking for paradise. It's like a this is it's like island. a it's almost like a really nice condo development. <laughs> paradise Gardens, it says, but that <laughs> could that be it? Uh, yeah. They have a twenty four hour health club. Yeah. So you see that. You with your 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 hawk eyes. That's it's just floating in midair, apparently. You see that, uh, and then you, you feel like you should return and report what you saw. Guys, yeah. my hawk says he saw a, a city that could be paradise, but he fucks around a lot. Like, he, I mean, it yeah. could be a bit, too. I can't tell. It's not a bit. No, it's not a bit. I, it may, it, but it does look like a condo development. How high off the ground is it? <laughs> what? You know, I can do it in wing flaps. It's like 28... I don't even know. Like 2,800 wing flaps. What is that? What does that even translate into? Spencer, how many? How high is that? Uh, you look to 28 wing flaps or whatever high, and you see nothing. You wonder what the natural landscape and environment and temperature normally is for a hawk. It's probably not freezing. Oh, so it's not crazy oh, high. Is or he's nuts because he's crazy cold. high. Or there was a there was a headwind. <laughs> or there's a headwind. Have you ever flown? I mean, did you know anything about it? <laughs> no. How many flaps do you think? But I would say, all right, if you want a number, I would say it's about two hundred hey, feet. Two hundred fifty. My, my, my hawk has lost it. We gotta we gotta just traipse across this fucking tundra until we either die or come to a place where somebody. Uh, can help us get, find paradise. Yeah. The, what a terrible... Is Coco nearby? Coco's here. Coco! <laughs> uh, I, I guess that's how I call her now. Um, I jump on Coco and I, and I ride off trying to, to uh, scout. All right. Well. In, uh, in what direction? Uh, all? All? <laughs> so just like a rapid, slowly increasing circle, like a spiral? Seems inefficient, but go for it. Oh, there she is. Oh, there she is. There she is. Uh, when... Oh, there she is. Say a She's way... a little farther now. Uh-huh. Not much the... farther each time. <laughs> away from the hole. Just mm-hmm. uh, the way I live my life. Uh, away from the hole towards, like... <laughs> Don't ask what, just think about it. Uh, the, the, like, the, the place where, the, where, where I would think the most tarragon would be. Maybe, like, the greenest tarragon? spot. North, northeast. Oh. Northeast. You head northeast for uh, some time. You, you don't really see anything until, uh, until you might see something. Yeah, until you happen upon a brown sack. He should take that. You should take that. He found a brown Sorry, sack. Sorry, I was distracted by Adam Goldberg's uh, yes. ringer, which was his mom saying, you're okay, you're doing yeah, it. Uh, <laughs> Adam, Adam Goldberg's ringtone is, is, a a, is an older woman's voice saying, just tell him you're doing the best you can. Stay true to yourself. If they don't like you, then they shouldn't have been your friends in the first place. I don't think Adam needs to be told to be true to himself. <laughs> if anything, he's got that down. Exactly. I so like put it on vibrate. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I find a brown sack. Yep. Brown sack. Um, and you see it from your horse. It's one of the only things that's anywhere in the snow. 
Okay, I, I uh, dismount. Uh, I, I give Coco's mane a very quick brush just to let her know that I still have her in mind. And I approach the <laughs> sack. And I, uh, I, I inspect it. It, it looks like it has a uh, writing on it. It does have writing on it. Um, it's written in gnomish, though. Can it you says read? Mountain Dew. If you guys are, <laughs> do you read gnomish? How we pay the bills? I guys. read. I read Elvish. Okay, so you can't read it. It's some gnomish letters that you can't understand. Well, it's okay. definitely a sack. Okay, I. I'm a gnome. I pick up the sack. <laughs> I put it on Coco. And I uh, return to the party. That happens. So anyways, uh, that's how you tie a rope. <laughs> 10 cc's. I thought you said Tennessee. <laughs> quark. Quark. Uh, yeah. Oh. I, need, uh, I, I was just finishing that, my famous uh, uh, Dr. Tennessee joke. You're, uh, you're intimate with sax. You're huh? intimate with sax, oh, right? Oh, 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 oh. I, I recognize the writing on that as gnomish. I thought Jeff was alert. <laughs> Who's Jeff? Who's Jeff, motherfucker? Yeah, you, you the quark. I'm a literal. I can't read my own culture. I guess not. Shit. Oh shit. Do you know? Like, are you in touch with anybody you could talk to? We flash back to Quark as a little kid. Reading's not gonna get did, me anything. When did we establish that he was illiterate? Uh, it's actually not. It's not on there anymore. My, my old character sheet. I am. I oh yeah, that's right. Because Pathfinder, Pathfinder barbarians aren't illiterate. Does he? Does he admit so, to it? So yeah, you're good now because oh. of Pathfinder oh, wait, wait, rules. What? We changed books. I learned how to read. Yeah. <laughs> That's how it goes. Yeah, so you can read it. It's like a uh, fucking Keanu in Matrix. That's how you learn how to read. Like, oh, I can read now. Wait, okay. Keanu Reeves can read? Uh, are you cool with that, sir? I've uh, I mean, never heard anyone say that. <laughs> that, that that's pretty amazing that's knowledge that you remember that my character... Seems like that should be rewarded more than us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I got it. It's, it's Spencer's World. I don't... This guy knows. <laughs> Spencer's world, you're just remembering I, I, every I pick tiny up the, moment of it. I pick up the bag and go, guys, I can't read. And I look at it and go, whoa. <laughs> I, I know gnomish. <laughs> Sound it out. Huh? Sound it out. It says Bill Mardigans. <laughs> Apparently it belongs to a guy named Bill Mardigan. <laughs> or maybe it's the name of like an Irish pub. No, can you tell me where he abides? Huh? Kevin Rooney always used to do that bit about him. He'd be in Shakespeare or something. Can you tell me where the solicitor abides? (laughs) That's Bill and Ted. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, uh... Cork, you recognize I, I, Bill Mardigans as, as a as a gnomish as a gnomish name. You know, you haven't you're not in touch with your gnomish roots, so you don't really know what it is. But it definitely it rings a bell in your in your vernacular. I open the sack. You open the sack and out pours golden light. Whoa! That's all you can see is golden light. I bend backward at the hip, like kind of like dodging the light. That happens. That happens. You guys see golden light spill out. Nobody does golden light like Bill Mardigans. (laughs) I I just want to, and I know I've been plugging a lot. (laughs) BillMardigans.com for the best golden light. They do it best. Yeah. They'll come to your house. If you want light and you want it golden, there's only one place to go. Get a sack of friendship. Uh, 
What's it? What's in the? What's in the bag? Bill what's in the bag? Bill Mardigans. <laughs> Yeah, so there's golden light up in this bag. It's just pouring out. You can't even see into it because it's so bright. Well, I'll tell you. I, I reach into the bag. You reach into the bag and you feel around. It feels like like a solid dirt ground. Like you're reaching into the ground. Ah, it's really good, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Can we try and put the gold back in the bag? It's light. Well, I'll ask the question again. <laughs> You put. It feels like ground at the bottom. Does it feel like there's a spatial differential? Like, like if you reach your hand all the way down into the bag, does it? Oh, is it like Mary Poppins' bag? Is that what you're asking? Yes, it's like Mary Poppins' bag. It's does like anyone that. have high knowledge of magic? Well, okay, someone tell me who's seen Mary Poppins. What? That it's means. just a bag that. <laughs> because what, what, as far as I know, what, here's how that movie goes. Uh, yeah, fix it, Dan. Some chick shows up, flies around on a, uh, 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 an umbrella. You don't remember her hand? And everyone dies. Oh, uh, she's got a wonderful bag. I've never seen Mary Poppins. But what, what, what does that mean? What does it mean? It just she means a bag with it where everything can fit. It's bigger it's like than it looks. A bag of holding. A bag of infitude. What? Yeah, it's like a bag of holding. Yeah. Infitude? What did you say? I may have said that. I don't She's know if I wanted to be. Wait, wait, didn't you, didn't, Maureen, didn't you say it felt like earth or dirt inside it? Yeah, it feels like dirt. So Pull some dirt out. I, I don't want you to tell me what to do. I reach into the bag and grab the earth that she feels. Yeah, you can dig in with your fingernails. It's not like a, a loose soil. It's like packed dirt ground, but you could get a, a bit, a bit of it. Grab some and pull I it out. I ask again, does anyone have detect magic? Obviously, it's a magic... Thing. Yeah, so detected. I, I don't have detect magic. It's been detected. It's a fucking bag that doesn't go by bag rules. So you reach in it and there's... It's, it's a magic bag. Save a spell. I pull out some of this dirt and want to hold it up. Look at it. It looks like dirt. I throw it and I spit and I, I I twirl I twirl around into the tundra I poke, yelling I, about my dad I, I poke my head confident in my knowledge of that that no, Bill Bill Martigans uh, Bill, Bill, Bill Martigans <laughs> he's like the HBO guy but I, I, I poke my head going I poke my head in the bag. Uh, you poke your head into the bag and you find yourself in a warm city bathed in golden glowing light. Guys! I poke my head in the bag. I think we found paradise in a bag. It's nice. in a bag! Paradise in a bag. Get in there! Can we if, fit in there? That's, I thought that was cocaine. If you want to find paradise, you go to Bill Mardigan's. <laughs> Let's go in, guys. Wait, can we fit in there? Yeah, we can guys, all go. It's a whole city. It's a whole, it's a whole beautiful city in here. But if we go in there, then we're in a bag that anyone Yahoo can just find like we did. Is it, should, we, should we first find a place to secure this bag? Um, my recommendation is we dig a three-by-three three hole. Well, um, we're talking in Minecraft terms. Like, and then we, we, put it, we put it down at the bottom, and then we all go into it. Well, no one can... Maybe we should put well, a sign... Your, your whole life you've been trying to get away from holes. <laughs> right, I mean, isn't it? <laughs> I don't think. I'm just. That's a reprise. That's yes. not my take. It, on it. It, Someone you, died. You called back something that nobody. Yeah, I, nobody. Nobody. Yeah. yeah. Um, I have uh, no well, skills well, at this. One point. of us could wait while 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 the rest of us went out and 
and, and I mean, this, this, this bag is sitting out in the middle of yeah, the country. Yeah, come on. Right? Who's gonna, well, what's the worst they're going to do with it? They're going to stick their hand in it and yeah. they're going to get in a big argument about what it is. And <laughs> but how will they come we... in or they'll leave it there? But it's like a portal, probably, right? Maybe it's a portal. It's not really doesn't have anything to do with what you don't stay in the bag. Yeah. Right? Maybe. How do we get out of the bag then? We have that ladder. We should use the ladder so that we can cr- climb back out of the bag if okay. we need to. Uh, the ladder of fears? I, I volunteer to go into... Guys, uh, yeah. guys I'm, I volunteer to go into this bag and uh, devil may care. Come Why on. don't we send you and the bird? Because the bird can fly and fly back out of the bag. Okay, eventually. <laughs> Not to be this person, but I wanted to go to the ba- in the bag a long time ago. I want to go in the bag. She did find the bag. And I would like to go into it. Okay. I, I, I've always I, dreamt of being I, the, I, the person I, who jumps I, in the bag first. I take my foot out of the bag and go, ooh, sorry. <laughs> and I, I do a like, ooh, yeah. And I like puff my chest out as much as I can. All right. Go, uh, you, uh, ladies first. Go ahead, Mulray. All right. I jump into the motherfucking bag. Head first. Mouth open. <laughs> that seems unnecessary. I don't it know why does. you it have to take that risk. Right. Yeah, that was you have a always, that hasn't always been make an entrance. <laughs> I get that. Yeah. All you, right. You dive into the bag head first, mouth open. You find yourself in this warm city. You, you find yourself jumping out of a similar bag into this warm city. You hear the sounds of chirping birds and babbling brooks. There's a small gnome sitting on a small toadstool, smoking a small pipe and fiddling with a comically large shoe buckle. It's Bill <laughs> Mardigans. <laughs> Hi, uh, me and my friends were looking for the uh, Tarragona Virtue. You are, you're a, you're a, you're a person. You're a, you're a. I'm a bewildered. I, Alice in Wonderland. What's uh? Greetings. I'm Fizzbulb. <laughs> hey, have, hey, Fizzbulb. Have, what what is this place? And do you know a, a Bill Mardigan? This is Bill Mardigan's, the town that's everywhere. Oh. And it's Dollar Shrimp Shooter Night. <laughs> Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, am I able to call up to my friends? Yeah. You, you jumped in here through a bag, and then there's a similar bag on the floor that you climbed up out of to get here. So you could probably okay, shout into it. Can I pop my head out? Yeah. It's cool, guys. Jesus Christ! Oh, Jesus Christ! What the fuck? Holy shit! Don't ever, ever fucking do that again. It's like the ending to seven. Damn, I just shit. I shit my pants. I just shit in my pants. It's real warm. God damn it. What's in the bag? You guys gotta come down. Why is she so out of breath? I know. Well, it was awkward. We were in the middle of her funeral. <laughs> I don't know. So if, you, if, you, if you go Not down the bag, it. do you come up out of the bag? I, I, I open the bag and call down. Is the bag that you're coming out of upside down, or is it right side up? Yeah! <laughs> I cinch it and throw it. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Let's go in, guys. Let's go in the bag, everybody. All right. Who who wants to? I mean, I go. I go next. I mean, so. you're already kind of half in the bag. 
Uh, yeah. Nah, All right. Just... I go. I go. I go. I go down. Nice. Head first. Mouth open. Nuts up. Ass wide. Yeah. Ankles deep. Ball nuts. Nuts up, guys. I got, I got my ankles behind my head. I got a. I'm like. I'm ready. I, I, I'm. 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 I'm huffing uh, tape head cleaner to dilate my asshole as I go. To, as I go in. That's a thing I learned from the gay community. Great wow. attitude. A great open mouth nuts up attitude. I love it. Yeah, I'm an advocate. I go in this bag an advocate. Faggot neighbor, is that you? <laughs> Faggot neighbor, is that what that huffing thing is called? It's <laughs> another name for poppers. <laughs> All right, I, I jump in also with my whole hole where my penis used to be. That happens also. You guys jump through into the Bill Mardigans. Soon you're, soon you're all there. Yes, we're all there now. <laughs> so wait, this place is called Bill Mardigans? This realm? This Ye- place? Yes! Says Are Fizzbulb. you Bill? No, I'm Fizzbulb! Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how would I know that? Fizzbulb. <laughs> Fizzbulb, what, what is this place? This is Bill Mardigan's, the town that's everywhere. The, Who's? the town that comes with a side of coleslaw <laughs> and cornbread. Are we. Is, is, is this paradise? No. I like to think so, though. All right, enough, Fizzbulb. <laughs> Don't fucking sell us on this town. Who's Bill Mardigan? This is Bill Mardigan. Okay, is that's the name of the town? It's not a person? No. Well, it might be a person. Let's not rule that out. I don't know. I just know it's the town that I love so much. What goes on here at uh, Bill Mardigan? There's all sorts of fun. There's smoking and riddles and horseshoes. <laughs> One of those things. In that awesome. order? It's a fuck it's a Fuddruckers. Let's yeah, there's it. a fixin's bar. They've a bar with all kinds of sauces and horseshoes. Uh, it's big. Well, we should eat more. Oh, <laughs> There's smoking and riddles and horseshoes. <laughs> this place has almost everything. <laughs> there's, there's no. I can't. I can only. There's think of no a medicine. Yeah. There's no education. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> Because I wanted to smoke, she wanted to do horseshoes, and he wanted riddles, and we were like, we're going to have to make three stops. And I... This and is we perfect. all want cornbread. Yeah. <laughs> Bill I don't, I don't have a lot of time. He doesn't have a lot of money. Yeah. Bill, Bill Mardigans. <laughs> um, uh, what's... What uh, what doesn't... I mean, look, you, you're clearly a guy that loves living in Bill Mardigans. What doesn't this town have? What's, what's your main problem with Bill Mardigans? I don't have any problems with Bill Mardigans. <laughs> Did you? Oh, oh, maybe he's not allowed to say. Shit. Oh boy, you sound you, you got a little ominous there, Fizzball. <laughs> Bill Mardigans is a place without problems. Okay, hey, hey I, man. I buy it. All right, I, I, why is there one tear running down your face right now? <laughs> That's just part of my charm. <laughs> uh, Fizzbot. Is there? Are you? Do you? Do you sit here or do you guide people around? Yeah, you can't come in without answering a riddle. Oh, snap! All right, I was hoping we'd get to the smoking first. I, I love okay. riddles. As a as a gnome myself. So, so our, now we are. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. I already. We can't get in without answering a riddle, but we already know from his sales pitch that our reward will be either horseshoes or smoking. <laughs> Or more riddles. More riddles. 
<laughs> it's just riddles for more riddles. Guys, guys, guys. guys. It's this in the is bag. a terrible town. It's in the bag. I'm a gnome. I'm a gnome. I love smoking and riddles. This is, this is, this is right. it's a slam dunk. G- g- give us your best shot there, Fistball. I don't really like this one, but uh, what has four and then two and then three? I don't really like riddles. The number 423. Yeah, that's the actual answer. Is that uh, it? He does a flip. Oreo tower with extra what? fudge. Wait, stop. What? The number 423? Yeah, it has a four, then a two, then a three. But also, isn't that an analog for the riddle of the Sphinx? The yeah, and everyone answers that way. My personal favorite answer is a gnome with an engorgement potion. Wait, what? Penis, penis? Oh my god, you have that? No, it's a riddle. Oh. I mean, you, you want an engorgement potion? Have. Yeah, I want an engorgement por- potion. You, you should go to Bill Mardigan's. For fucking great. If you want a brand new dick, you go to Bill Mardigan's. <laughs> Wait, so it has you know, four do- things? Riddles, smoking, horseshoes, and replacement penises? No, <laughs> just potions of engorgement. And other stuff. Other potions. Oh, we got all sorts of potions. All right. Well, let's go, guys. Wait, well, it's ten o'clock. We made it. We made it into Bill Mardigan's. It looks like that's a cliffhanger, huh? Yeah. I, yeah. It, maybe we can get like a beeper, and it'll buzz when when you're ready for us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to close the show. Fizzbulb, uh, uh, what? Uh, so now that we have access into Bill Mardigan's, what what lays in store? Or lies in store? Lay lay lies. I mean, it's a it's a lovely place. There's all sorts of stuff lying in store. Is there ski ball? There's ski ball. What's that? There's <laughs> when you go to Chuck E. Cheese's and they have the thing. It's like it's, it's like Rolly horseshoes. Oh, like Rolly horseshoes. Yeah, yeah. It, that is the best description of ski ball I've ever heard. I bet the pitch was Rolly horseshoes. Rolly horseshoes. <laughs> you like horseshoes, but you don't think it's Rolly enough. Yeah. Ski ball. Yeah. Micro bowling. No. <laughs> it, it, no, yeah. no. Horseshoes is yeah. Alright, well oh. guys guys, looks like looks like we walked into uh to a nice bag and we're in <laughs> we're we're in a, a warm city full of uh, whimsical creatures. Yeah. I don't know how else we could I mean we, we you know, we have to still end the show. All of your skulls burn red hot with a blinding surge of pain. Intensifies. <laughs> we were so close to being out. I can't oh believe you said out. What? <laughs> yeah. You're just dizzy momentarily as this pain is just throbbing through you, and then it recedes. Jesus. It recedes. You still feel a burning in your soul. It's, it's the shrimp shooters. It's the, you don't after. want to use the, the old shrimp shooters. <laughs> Wait, does it, did it maybe disable the soul bombs? You yeah. don't know, man. I think that was a reminder. Not, not, not comfortable. No, I, I, oh. It sounds like the shot clock is ticking right now, and our, our skull curses, our soul curses. I think it was like when they, when they do a fun X-Files episode, but they felt like it was too fun, so they end with the smoking guy like <laughs> looking at a car. That is exactly perfect. Yeah. That would happen. It was just like a fun yeah. one where a guy's yeah. too lucky, and oh, at the end... Like I guess that guy back. was made out of algae. Yeah. And then, and then they're, like, they're like, yeah, but for a reason. Yeah. <laughs> they are coming. <laughs> yeah. Cliffhanger! <laughs> All right, thank you. I'm on Sunday, 11 to 6. Thank you once again, everybody. One more time, Mitch Hurwitz, Aaron McGathy, Spencer Crittenden, Kamel Nanjiani. I'm Jeff Davis, your mayor, of course, Dan Harmon. Thank you one and all.
the United States government, it is the mission of the National Security Agency to assess and flag citizens of the country who may present a threat to its security. The NSA has clearance to wiretap by any means necessary. Tapped. Incidental recordings of private conversations from the files of the NSA. Now on feralaudio.com. Hello, beautiful. I'm Amy Errett, founder of Madison Reed, a hair color company I named after my daughter. One of the things I value most in life is time. Time to spend with my daughter, time to spend with family, and the time I put into my company that's reinventing the way women color their hair. The busiest, most successful women I know use Madison Reed, the amazing hair color hack. In under an hour and for less than $25, Madison Reed delivers gorgeous, shiny, multi-dimensional, healthy-looking hair with an ammonia-free formula. You'll look like you just came from a salon, but the reality is you have more me time to do what you love. Things get busy. Let us take care of you and your hair. Find your perfect shade at madison-reed.com and get 10% off plus free shipping on your first color kit. Use code NEW. That's code NEW. Try it. Love it. That's the beauty of Madison Reed. <laughs> 